0: Hello and welcome to episode 40, the big 4-0 of the D-Hoop University podcast. This is your host, Daryl Harris. Finally, finally, guys, I know the wait is over. The drought is over. There's been a little over a week since you've heard from me on this platform. And it's been a big week. It's been a big 10 days or so really heavy so we're doing things differently this episode cold open it's going to bleed right into a however long this segment takes it's not going to be too long but i have to do it justice i just have to the reason that the pod didn't come out as advertised and as scheduled last friday with antoine which you were going to hear on this episode For a multitude of reasons, the biggest one, without a shadow of a doubt, was that the day before that, WWE superstar Bray Wyatt, whose real name is Wyndham Rotunda, suddenly passed away at the age of 36. And it was one of the more monumental, there's no underselling this one. It was a big, big deal in the wrestling community big, big deal in every company. This was felt across the board. And I, for one, was genuinely impacted by the loss of Bray Wyatt. It was so sudden. And Bray was one of my favorites. Hands down, one of my favorites of the current generation of wrestling. And I knew that I wanted to pay tribute to him in a way that satisfied me because I felt like his impact and what he did was instrumental in me falling back in love with wrestling and who he was as a character was so complex, so deep, so out there that I wanted to kind of wrap up this guy's career and his legacy on the podcast in a way that was deserving. It it wasn't a passing reference. And it may sound dramatic, but no, man, I kid you not. I was bummed, dude. Really, really bummed. It's a week ago now that we got the news. And it came down about 4 o'clock in the afternoon Pacific Standard Time because I'm at my job. I work nightside, as you guys know. And I sit right next to my good friend Justin Walker. And this is now a memory that both of us will likely never forget. But Justin Walker, who you've heard on this podcast, you'll soon hear me on his podcast. But we did a review of SummerSlam a couple weeks back. And he sits next to me. I told I told you guys, we talk wrestling for the first hour and a half of our day until either one of us, until he leaves or as long as he sits next to me, we're we're going back and forth about wrestling on a daily basis. I kid you not. Oh, man. I didn't want to believe this. He looked up and said, I was already standing. And he said, somebody's joking. Are you guys trolling me? Is somebody trolling? Bray Wyatt died. And I heard him. Heard him loud and clear. I see the monitor that you know he's sitting in front of. He's on he's on X. And I'm like, stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. You didn't just say that. I know I don't see a tweet from Triple H on your screen that is saying that I look over at his screen. I read the tweet. Family members. Of the Rotunda family informed tribulation. He was the first person to share the news that Bray Wyatt suddenly passed away at the age of 36. I had to walk outside. Not because I started crying or anything like that, but that wasn't a continue business as normal. And remind you, we work in a newsroom. We get bombs dropped on us every night. It'll be an hour before my show. Hey, there's a, deadly, there's a deadly crash. Middle of the afternoon. Hey, there's a school shooting somewhere. At a moment's notice, we get dropped tonight. We had a kick-ass show tonight on my 11 o'clock newscast. Shout out to everybody, the production team, anchors, reporters, my EP, Ryan. We had a great show tonight. It was a hard one, though. We had video of a guy who was mowed down on a bicycle by a car that was stolen and so i i deal with gravity at my job left and right but this one was like personal this one was like i heard that a relative or a family member something that was literally you know uh, would ruin your day and it did man it did the the, the recording with antoine was already set up we were going to do it later that night we still did it was on my notes to mention Bray while we were talking and in our conversation, it just didn't feel we had a good natural vibe and I didn't want to, I didn't want to bring it into the conversation because I was processing it, man. It, It took me, I knew that I wouldn't have some semblance of this being a reality until I saw the SmackDown tribute last Friday night and I couldn't wait to, you know, get home Friday, sit in front of my TV, throw this thing on, hear the Tin Bell salute, see the whole roster on the stage, everybody's teary-eyed, everybody's emotional. And you know what? Let's get into Bray now. Let's get into Bray, man, because that that took us back in time to when the news dropped and like I said, I I was gutted. And I can only imagine because Justin, he actually wrote up the web article for our station about his passing. And I shared it. And I was like, dude, I can't believe this, man. I really, really can't. Funny story that we'll start this off with I went to my SoundCloud because I remembered that Bray Wyatt's original theme music, I favored it in my SoundCloud profile. And if you go back to the very bottom of my likes, and so on SoundCloud, shout out to SoundCloud. Tells a great story of what your interests were over time. My SoundCloud began when I picked up a playlist from one of my volleyball teammates. Shout out to Constant, that's my guy. And the first like that wasn't outside of the playlist that I started from. That was Bray Wyatt's original theme song. Do 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 Catch and fly. Oh. oh, man, because as I've shared on a couple episodes where I've talked about wrestling on this podcast, interestingly enough, both episodes, the first one was all about Roman Reigns, Seth Rollins, and Dean Ambrose, now known as John Moxley, The Shield being comparable to Russell Westbrook, Kevin Durant, and James Harden being on the same team because those three guys are the faces of wrestling now. And they have been since they broke into the league, since they broke into wrestling, um, going back to 2011. And I had a little mini hiatus where I fell off from watching regularly. And I picked back up. It was twenty, the end of 2013 going into 2014 that wrote me back in because I started using Bleacher Report. And I saw that Bleacher Report had a wrestling pit column. And I'm like, what is that doing here? And then CM Punk quits the company. And it's, causes an uproar, honestly, like we hadn't seen at least in a generation of wrestling. And it ushered in this new era of reality wrestling where everybody knows what's going on behind the scenes because CM Punk did a tell-all podcast with his good friend, Cole Cabana, also former podcast, also former wrestler. And I heard that podcast back in 2014. And I said, hold on, what the hell? What, What language is he talking right now? I didn't know the ins and outs of the business side of wrestling. I knew what was on the television and I'm like, whoa, whoa. Okay. Mine's kind of blown. I go back. What the hell happened on this card? Now I'm, you know, trying to walk back in time, connect the dots because I've missed about two years of, of WWE stories, maybe two and a half going on to three. I'm just starting high school now. And I go to that Royal Rumble pay-per-view and shout out to Jason Solomon. The Sala Monster sounds off. Absolutely fantastic podcast. That's what brought me back into wrestling even further. But I hear his review and his commentary on the CM Punk situation. I pull up the WWE Network, which just became a thing. And I see this pay-per-view. And I'm listening to the Sala Monster's review of the pay-per-view. Outside of the CM Punk stuff. And then I watch the rest of it. Because the Sala Monster says... That was Bray Wyatt's best match. And he's describing this Bray Wyatt guy. And I go to the, I look at the pay per view. I see this guy. And here's Bray Wyatt. Funny enough, the shirt that I'm wearing right now, which is a green sort of Hawaiian vibe, Columbia button up shirt, it's almost the best shirt I have in my closet if I were to pay tribute to Bray Wyatt. Because Bray Wyatt's aesthetic was a, down south, from the swamp, bayou, cult leader. And his promos and his vignettes that led up to his debut in WWE were of these dark, question the authority, question everything. It's kind of puzzling, circular promos where we're talking about, you know, a God versus a man and morals and everybody's as sheep. You know, things along those lines. They were tropes, you know, dark, mystical tropes that he played. But it was very compelling. Very, very compelling. And my first impression of him was the match against Daniel Bryan, who we're all familiar with in the world of wrestling. And that to this day is arguably Bray Wyatt's best in-ring match. I go back in time. I'm like, who's this Bray Wyatt guy? Who the hell is this? Who is the Wyatt family? Because Bray Wyatt debuted in a trio. He was the leader of the Wyatt family. Bray Wyatt, husky guy, long beard, long hair, wore these fedoras, sat in a rocking chair, was absolutely twisted mentally. He was out there, but he wasn't, he was on to something. You knew he was, because he's at, you know, intelligent, eloquent, spoke very, very well, commanded attention. And his first match on the main roster under the Bray Wyatt character was an inferno match against Kane, ladies and gentlemen, at SummerSlam. The goal of an inferno match is to set your opponent on fire because the ring is surrounded. By a ring of fire. I said what the hell. The only inferno match. I had ever seen. Was Kane versus MVP. And then there was one prior inferno match. That also involved Kane. So there's a common thread there. Bray Wyatt. Was the second coming. Of the Undertaker. For this generation. Because the spooky. Undead. Or you know. Superpower gimmick has never, never, never been successfully accomplished for a sustained period of time. I'm talking five to 10 years. They've tried it countless times with characters. Nobody has been able to execute that outside of Kane and The Undertaker, which in WWE Storyline are brothers. And it worked. That debuted in the 90s. It carried over as a child. I was terrified of Kane when he took his mask off and he had all the fire stuff. Literally had to run out of the room. When I was little, Undertaker rode a motorcycle. I didn't know that there was 10 years prior of The Undertaker being this dead man gimmick. Kane buries The Undertaker alive. The Undertaker comes back as the dead man. That's his reincarnation of that gimmick. Years later, terrified of The Undertaker. Had to leave during his entrance. My whole family will roast me for it. They'll tell you about it. What I appreciated about Bray Wyatt was that he brought that feeling back. Not to me, literally. Now I'm watching it on the couch, listening to it on podcast, and I want to know more. Give me more. I got to understand this. This guy's so interesting. But I know that for kids out there, there's kids that were terrified. There's kids that were had the feeling that i felt or they thought that this guy was cool as hell because when i was a kid as well i also loved randy orton who was a bad guy so i knew that bray connected he certainly connected with the audience connected with the youth connected with his peers because bray is a second generation wrestler bray wyatt's brother is a wrestler one of the first nxt champions his dad most notably known as IRS. <laughs> and he's he has an, a, a long lineage of wrestling in his blood. Another funny oddball about Bray. The Bray Wyatt character wasn't his debut in WWE. The, his debut in WWE was under the name Husky Harris. My last name is Harris. I was watching when Nexus debuted. And he was a part of Nexus, which was this revolution of young guys who turned and flipped the WWE on his head, essentially. And it had a great run for a couple of months, and it fizzled out. Bray Wyatt was sort of a secondary guy in Nexus. And then once it fizzled out, his whole solo run as Husky Harris was limited. Didn't work. Got him off TV, spent time, let him rehab, and build his Bray Wyatt character. Now he debuts his Bray Wyatt character, the Wyatt family, along with Eric Rowan and Luke Harper. Remember that. Bray Wyatt was so special. Man. The list of his WrestleMania opponents, it goes, John Cena. The following year, The Undertaker. The following year, an in-ring promo with The Rock. It only goes up from there, folks. There's no better indication of trust and placement and value to a company than who it is they put you with when the stakes are the highest. And Bray Wyatt never won the Intercontinental Championship. He never won the United States Championship. He wasn't a mid-card guy. He was a guy that was so creative and so compelling and so – Invested in wrestling, that he was an attraction regardless of if he had a title or not. It didn't matter. And guess what? The first singles title he held was the WWE Championship. Elimination Chamber, I believe, 2019. I told you I've been a Bray Wyatt fan at this time now, and it was an Elimination Chamber match, which is a, a, a real endurance match. It's a it's a stipulation. It's this whole cage on top of the ring. There's six competitors. And the defending champion in that match was John Cena. Guys are released in intervals. Last man standing wins. Elimination style. John Cena was the first or second elimination, which was a shocker. What that meant was, uh uh-oh, we're crowning a new champion tonight. This is the pay-per-view before WrestleMania. Oh, that's the WrestleMania that followed The Rock. He entered as WWE champion. And defended it against Randy Orton. Pillar of the company. For decades. That's how special Bray Wyatt was. And. Bray Wyatt. Man I, I've showed so many people. And just been like hey dude you need to check this out. This guy's on this spooky vibe. But it's great. And it went up a level for me. When Bray Wyatt's feud with Randy Orton ended with essentially his, uh, the Wyatt family habitat being burned down and Bray being burned down inside of it. And he underwent this reincarnation. He was off TV for a while. And Bray, behind the scenes, was so detail oriented about wrestling that translating the genre of horror to the television screen to do that, he would call upon. Hollywood directors. He would call upon designers and and writers about how can I really, really, really develop something that's never been done before. I'm pulling from the world of cinema and film to translate that to WWE. So, he goes away for a while and he comes back. This is what sent Bray Wyatt to the moon. This was unlike anything I've ever seen in wrestling. Spooky or not, you know, good guy, bad guy, or not ambiguous. This reincarnation of Bray Wyatt was unlike anything we ever seen. He pops up on TV and he's wearing this red sweater. He's this friendly ass guy talking about hi, hello, yowie wowie. Like, oh, hi, friends, everybody join me. This is the Firefly Funhouse. Because when Bray Wyatt came out, he carries a lantern and all the lights go out and all the fans turn their flashlights on on their phones. And those are his fireflies. That's how he acknowledges his fan base, his supporters. So the Firefly Funhouse. Oh, my goodness, dude, it's just so, you know, if you know, you know. But it came with this little kid friendly melody, something that I would literally put on television for Sebastian. It was a segment every week on Monday Night Raw. We're really glad that you're our friend. And this is a friendship that'll never, ever end. It's this friendly-ass jingle. And then Bray Wyatt pops up. But you could tell that through this sweater and do this nice-guy demeanor, he introduced these puppets that were branches of the Bray Wyatt character. Rambling Rabbit. Huskus the Pig. Abby the witch. There's one more and I'm just going off the top right now. But these characters were all of Bray Wyatt's insecurities in puppet form. And they were dark. They were dark characters. Even though Bray tried to bring this joyous guy, they were very, very dark puppets. And they all kept alluding to, uh uh-oh, You don't want to get him involved. And even Bray Wyatt, you would see his personality sort of go through this metamorphosis of, oh, like he would have shivers, like out-of-body experiences. And that all led up to the debut of The Fiend. Jesus. SummerSlam 2019. I'm watching this at home at my mom's house in Pomona. He's going against Finn Balor. And he just kept saying, he said, all right, guys, the Fiend's coming. He's coming. And he's going to make his presence felt. And sorry, Finn Balor, you're my first victim. We get to SummerSlam. Finn Balor makes his entrance. We're all waiting for the debut of the Fiend. Lights go out. You hear the audio effects the music starts the best way i can describe this music it's just this gnarly cacophony of just like metal and like grinding and just like machinery i guess is what it could sound like but it's like a texas chainsaw massacre sort of clashing of just sounds And then there's lyrics to it, but they're like screamed lyrics. He comes out. Oh my lord, I'm going to upload pictures of this mask, but he comes out in a mask that now is just iconic, dude. It's just iconic. But I watched this and I wasn't, you know, I I was I was borderline scared. I watched this and I'm like, watch this is frozen, like jaw open, like.
1: What the hell is this?
0: He has the mask on. Bray White has dreadlocks, by the way. I didn't clarify. He had the long hair. The long hair turned into dreadlocks. White man, husky build, full sleeve tattoos, butcher apron. He moves like a freaking linebacker. And he has dreads. He comes out with this new Fiend mask. It's incredible. It's incredible. Uh, uh, Just a finely detailed mask that has these teeth built into it and this white paint and just very, very scary stuff. Bravo. Like, round of applause. The lantern that he's carrying Told you he carries a lantern, pitch black. The only light's on him and this lantern. The lantern is a molding of Bray Wyatt's face, of his old self's face, where the mouth is like stretched open to show the light. And then when he sits it on the ring as he's making his very first entrance, the camera zooms in on it. Dude, it gives you chills. Absolute chills. And then he goes on The lights don't even come on for this match. There's this dark red glow around the ring. He assassinates Finn Balor. There's a neck snap spot move that he does. There's just resilient to pain. Nothing affects him. uses the mandible claw, which is essentially just gouging you with a hand down the throat to suffocation. Goodbye, Finn Balor. Feed makes his way out stunning 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 debut it's up there with the debut of that's got to be Kane and Y2J Chris Jericho and Brock Lesnar and it's up there with an all-time debut and what makes it even better it was a reincarnation it wasn't his debut Ray Wyatt was so damn good that he was able to go into the lab and build upon a better version of himself The Fiend is so undeniable. He becomes Universal Champion within a month or two. Takes it from Seth Rollins. Holding it now, the top belt in the company again. Two-time World Champion. The Fiend goes on to continue a story with Bray Wyatt. He wrote with me with Randy Orton. He ropes another characters, Alexa Bliss. Within all of this, the Wyatt family has disbanded because the feud with Randy Orton. He welcomed Randy Orton into the Wyatt family along with Luke Harper and Eric Rowan and Randy Orton is a Viper. He's a snake. He eventually turned. He sold the seed of dissension within the Wyatt family, burned down the complex, disbanded the group, now Bray's a solo guy. There's no followers when he walks out. Luke Harper and Eric Rowan go their separate ways as a tag team. The tag team eventually fizzles out and you know, we have these different pieces now and the Bray Wyatt character, eventually he gets burned on live television. It was the pandemic era and it was so just far fetched that the fact that it connected in, in any capacity, it's just like you have to salute as a, as a, any peer of his or as any fan whether or not you were you loved the 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 circular promos or the the mysteriousness behind what he did it wasn't replicable it, this was not something that anybody else on the roster was capable of doing so let me reference my notes because i wrote some down that page fell out of my notebook cuz i'm getting to the end of it and then I just, you know, put a little stream of consciousness down before I started again. But Luke Harper, as I mer- as I mentioned, was a member of the Wyatt family. And after the Wyatt family broke up, he had big solo potential. He was another bearded guy, buggy eyes, big dude, but nimble, could wrestle very well, could work with big guys, little guys. He wanted Intercontinental Championship Had a great ladder match with Dolph Ziggler But The company didn't embrace him The way the fans did And didn't give him the opportunity And Luke Harper Real name John Huber Formerly known as Brody Lee before he became Luke Harper He took a chance on himself He said I'm out of here then Uh, I'm not staying for this Because I, I know that there's better for me pandemic era, he ventures off. This is when the formation of All Elite Wrestling is also playing out. All Elite Wrestling, they actually just sold 80,000 tickets in Wembley Stadium. They're, They're three or four years deep now as a company. It was a company that is now the closest to the success that WWE has had since the Monday Night Wars and WCW going back to the 90s. There's never been a company that has had this level of uh, revenue and success and, and mainstream notoriety in backing and television time and all of that. AEW's cooking with gas. AEW was the brainchild of a tag team called the Young Bucks, who I referenced on this podcast. Matt and Nick Jackson, who is a who are a part of a larger stable called the Elite. But the two of them specifically, and the third person, Cody Rhodes. Now, I want to talk about Cody for a minute because in my weekend of trying to process this sudden passing of Bray Wyatt, I didn't know how to wrap my head around it. I wanted to do this podcast. I wanted to pay tribute. I wanted to do something creative in in a way that, like I said, satisfied me as, as a wrestling fan and as a podcast host and as a journalist I wanted to do something, but I, I just didn't didn't know what it was. And in that weekend, I didn't go down the Bray Wyatt rabbit hole of, all right, let me watch my favorite match. Let me watch my favorite promos. Let me watch everything on YouTube that I can find. I didn't want to do that just sort of naturally. And instead, I ended up finally watching the Cody Rhodes documentary, which is actually more of a movie than a documentary, but it's on Peacock. I want everybody who's listening to this to just write this down, put it in your phone, go watch this damn documentary. Jesus, Justin Walker wrote a review of it. And as soon as he watched it, he came in and told me, Hey, you need to watch this Cody doc. It was great stuff. You know, not that it's just going to blow your mind with, you know, the, the, the arc of it, but the way it was done, it was just very, very good. And about a month or so, at least, has went past. And I was like, I'm going to get around to it. I know I will. I will. I start this documentary on a on a Saturday or Sunday night. And I started a little late. And I'm like, oh, this is an hour, 58 minutes. This is, this is two hours. It's a little late for me to start this. I don't know if I'm going to be able to finish it. But I did because, like I said, it was so good. So pivoting to Cody Rhodes. The the documentary is on Peacock. It's called The American Nightmare, Becoming Cody Rhodes. Cody is another second-generation wrestler. His dad is the American dream, Dusty Rhodes. All-time first ballot Hall of Famer, first-name bassist kind of guy, monumental figure in wrestling in the 70s and 80s held every reached every level of success in the industry except being the WWE champion. He was a world champion, but the WWE champion in that lineage of the belt that Roman reigns holds today, child's to the tribal chief goes 50, 60 years back in time and Dusty never got his hands on that belt because dusty he was a heavyset guy but he was the common man and he related to the common man dusty Rhodes could talk his ass off he could talk anybody into anything he 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 was uh down south lovable here you know just an endearing guy who you know his moniker was the son of i'm the son of a plumber you know you want to know about hard times i can tell you about hard times i've you know wined and dined with kings and queens i've slept in alleys and ate off pork and beans i'm jumbling the words a little bit but this is this is dusty Rhodes. his legacy is is immense in wrestling cody's his son his youngest son the american dream dusty Rhodes, what he sold the the wrestling fandom fan base on was the literally the american dream you can do it you can make it happen hard work overcoming that you know keep the faith you can do it that was the american dream we all know what the american dream is we're, we're all per- trying to pursue it what makes cody now the american nightmare And how he became the American Nightmare. It's flipping everything that the American Dream is on its head. Because the American Dream, the theory of it, it's glass half full. It's happy ending. It's you can do it. It's positivity. It's uplifting. It's, you know, don't give up. It's all that stuff. Well, Cody's story as a professional wrestler went very differently. He was in one of the best wrestlers in the state of Georgia as a high school student. This is from a documentary. And as soon as he graduated high school, he never wrestled again because he knew that his calling was in professional wrestling. So he did that to become the athlete, didn't want to go to college. He said, my plan is to master amateur wrestling. Then I'm going to go master acting. And then I'm going to go become a wrestler well he took the gamble went to la didn't really work for him his father is now retired he fell on hard times financially he didn't know what he was going to do he couldn't you know afford and he wasn't reaching the level of success that he would intended to in la he comes back home and says dad i got to get into wrestling it's time well the american dream he was inducted into the wwe hall of fame Cody Rhodes spoke during that speech. Cody Rhodes' big brother is Goldust, another wrestling character, the natural Dustin Rhodes. Dusty is inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame with his two sons side by side, giving his induction speech. And Cody's speech was so captivating and so confident that Vince McMahon said, hey, that 22, 23-year-old guy, let's get him in here. Let's do it. I see it. I want it. So Cody's story begins. In the documentary, he says his first, one of his first memories was asking his dad, Hey, I didn't know you won the belt that Hulk Hogan won because he had this picture on their mantle at home of Dusty holding the WWE belt. Remember, I told you he never won that belt. Backstory on that he won the championship in a match. Well, he won a match for the championship, but he won it by countout. And in wrestling, A champion can't lose his belt via count out. You have to pin or submit the champion or whatever else the stipulation is. So he held the belt for a second and he had to hand it back over because he wasn't the rightful champion. Cody said from that day, I said, I'm going to win that belt for you, dad. And I'm going to hand it to you and say that nobody can take this from you again. So his calling was set in stone. He, He knew what he wanted to do. He reaches WWE as a fresh young buck wet behind the ears. And he gets thrown into the fire. You know, there's a lot of expectation for this guy. You're Dusty's son. Let's go, kid. What you got? Becomes a member of this group Legacy, which are all generational talents, led by Randy Orton. Randy Orton became his mentor, big brother figure. Showed him the ropes. Because Randy's the third generation for superstar. Randy's also tied in with Bray Wyatt. You know, these things are just overlapping now. Legacy was a good run. He got on a good fitting. Trajectory is up. He becomes a singles wrestler, wins Intercontinental Champion, defends it at WrestleMania, trajectory is very up. He's barely 27, 28 still. Then it stalls big time, plateaus. They give him this gimmick, which is a knockoff of his brother, Goldust. He becomes Stardust, which is essentially a comic book character. But he's in face paint. He's wacky. He wears a bodysuit, and he's colorful, and Cody gave it his all. But there is a clear ceiling on this character. You will never reach the main event as Stardust. So in this time, he's feeling frustrated, and his dad, Dusty, is working with the company. He is the brainchild for the developmental known as NXT. And all of this bat, all of th- this entire batch of wrestlers who are being trained in NXT. The current generation, they're referred to as Dusty's kids because he taught them the game. He laced them with the game. Folks we're talking about, Roman Reigns, Seth Rollins, Charlotte Flair, Becky Lynch, Dean Ambrose, these are all Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn. These are all Dusty's kids. They were part of the first crop of new NXT upcoming superstars who have dominated the main event scene ever since. They were destined for superstardom because they got the game from Dusty Rhodes. Cody expressed his frustration at the same time with the company to his dad and his dad said, well, hey, if you're not feeling this, you should quit. If you think they're not treating you fairly, you're being marginalized, quit. Cody said that pissed him off inside. you have the nerve to tell me to quit? When you're down there training these guys, preparing them to take my spot, I'm your flesh and blood. I'm your son. You're not going to go to bat for me. You're telling me to leave? He didn't do it. He didn't take his dad's advice because, you know, that's that, that, that's, that's what kids do. You know, a lot of times, you know, your parents tell you to do one thing. And it's like, all right, I, you're probably right just because he told me that and I didn't really like the way that wasn't what I wanted to hear. I'm not doing that. Ah, fast forward a couple times and uh, a couple, you know, however long and the American dream, Dusty Rhodes passes away. It it wasn't per se sudden, but it escalated quickly. And the documentary does a fantastic job uh, of documenting what Dusty's final days were kind of like and how traumatic that was for Cody. It was very traumatic. He was still doing the stardust gimmick. His father passes on. He said this would have been a great time to come back and say, "Hey, I want to be Cody Rhodes again. I don't want to be Stardust. I want to be Cody Rhodes. I want to be my. I want to carry on the legacy." But he didn't do that because grief is grief is something, man. We've all faced it. We've all dealt with it. it when you're in the midst of it, you don't know how you're pulling yourself out of it. You're just clinging to something and you're taking, you know, bits and pieces along the way. And it's a process. It's a multifaceted process. So after his dad passed, Cody didn't necessarily leave. He didn't do anything like that. He embraced playing Stardust because he said, now this was my mask. This was my cover up. This is how I shrouded myself from the, the spotlight because I'm unsure of myself right now. There's just a lot going on. Until he knew he had reached the point where he said, all right, you know what? I gotta go. I gotta leave. My dad was right. I gotta quit. They don't see it in me right now. I'm gonna prove their asses wrong. The American nightmare was born in that moment because at that point, Cody Rhodes Left WWE, which is a door you never want to close as a professional wrestler. But he said, screw it. Screw it. You don't value me. I'm leaving. He went on a journey that honestly no wrestler's ever done before. Until that time, with that level of success, who kind of called their shot. He said, I'm going to become the biggest wrestler in the world because I'm going to be everywhere. I'm going to bring Cody Rhodes to your local YMCA. Hyperbole a bit. But I'm going to bring Cody Rhodes to the UK. I'm going to bring Cody Rhodes to Japan. I'm going to bring Cody Rhodes all across the map in the U.S., stadium, convention center, you name it, gym, you name it. In the documentary, you're seeing the guy who defended the intercontinental champion at WrestleMania compete in a ballroom of, like, less than 100 people having the time of his life Long story short, this 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 long shot works, and he forms the company with the young bucks that is now All Elite Wrestling and a handful of other guys. Shout out to Kenny Omega and you know the young and Adam Page and Tony Khan, who is the owner of the Jacksonville Jaguars, who is funding this all. He's a billionaire. But the concept behind All Elite Wrestling was, look, guys, this this indie scene, the independent scene, is what the sort of minor leagues of wrestling is referred to as pretty much what doesn't crack the WWE umbrella let's band together and make a super promotion let's stop playing we can do this we can do this Cody had that spirit because he had Dusty in him when Dusty was a wrestler in the 70s and 80s he wasn't just a wrestler he was the booker and in professional wrestling, the booker is the person who lays out the card. Who's going over? What's the stories we're telling? Who's writing this? What's the plan? Dusty had the brain for wrestling. That's why he was training the guys in the next team. Cody, by default, just by osmosis, inherited that. And he becomes the American Nightmare. He dyes his hair blonde because his dad had blonde hair. In the entire, his entire wrestling career, he had dark hair because he wanted to stand out from his dad. Now he says, you know what? I'm embracing my name. I'm embracing his spirit because loss does something to you. Uh, the, the idea I have behind this whole segment is called the circle of life. When you lose somebody close to you, or the closest person to you or a family member loved one in any capacity when they're not here anymore in the spirit and in the flesh there's nobody who can tap into that person's wisdom that person's spirit more than you can because they were in your life so dusty there won't be another dusty but guess what Cody. He knows how to be dusty. He has it. He has it in him. He's going to be Cody. But now it becomes your duty to keep that person's spirit alive. And without even knowing it, you absorb this confidence of now I'm doing this for so-and-so, or now I didn't know I had this strength and I didn't know I had this ability to do this, but now I have to. Because nobody else in the world with a heartbeat can recreate this spirit, except for me. And you have to embrace it and walk in your light. Cody did that by forming AEW and taking this shot. He was also the writer behind the scenes. Fast forward pandemic era. Guess who makes his debut in AEW? Not Bray Wyatt, but Luke Harper, one of the Wyatt family members, who I told you did the same thing in WWE. He said, you guys don't believe in me? All right, I'm out. I'm going to go make a name for myself elsewhere. He debuts as the exalted one in AEW under the name Brody Lee. And he is the leader of of a faction of a bunch of guys that was called the Dark Order. And the Dark Order was sort of satirical because it wasn't that they were dark, spooky guys, but they had a mystique to them that we never fully got to see fleshed out because Brody Lee was only in AEW for less than five or six months before he tragically suddenly passed away. I don't have what age he was on hand. Rest in peace to John Huber. But there was about a six-week period where he was off television in AEW. And... All of the fans who just were happy to see him make his debut was like, "Well, what's going on with Brody Lee? Why is he off television? What's going on, Tony Khan? What's going on, Cody Rhodes? You guys don't know what you're doing. Where's Brody Lee? The news passed. the The news breaks on Christmas Eve, I believe, 2020, that he passed away. It was within that holiday's time. And what made this one suck so bad was that. Like I said, the Dark Order was this other spooky gimmick. This was Brody Lee's time to shine as the leader, the way Bray Wyatt did in the Wyatt family, and and, Bro- and Luke Harper was his right hand man. He now was walking into his next phase of being a leader of a group, and within the group, he introduced his son, his real life son, and in the group, his name was Negative One. In the short span that he was on television, the character negative one became a character in this storyline. It was the pandemic, guys. They were throwing stuff at the wall with wrestling and a lot was sticking. So Brody Lee passes away and it, it it shocked the wrestling community then because nobody knew he was sick. It was uh, you know, the family handled it privately. The company, you know, not even folks in the company knew, but those that did know knew that it was top secret don't say a word until let respect their privacy let let them see what's going on here and then he did pass away and you know there was all these emotional segments because his actual son who just lost his dad was already ingratiated with the wrestling community so in the tributes and all of that his son's on camera for it man it's 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 tough it's tough shit man bray wyatt was was This fell in a point in time where Bray Wyatt was the fiend. He won the championship. He won the championship again. But because Bray Wyatt was so deep in what he wanted to accomplish with his character, he got the reputation of being difficult to work with. And uh, an extended period of time of just butting heads and the creative direction not having a direction. I work in television. I work in news. If you can't pitch a story that makes sense to a room of people around the table... It will never get picked up. Bray Wyatt's stuff was stuff where you have to let it try and marinate. You need a long presentation to understand it. And since he had shaken it up so many times, they just didn't know what to do with him. And they weren't confident enough to just let him do whatever he wanted without the direction. And they said, you know what, Bray, we we, we don't know what we have planned for you. And, and we're just going to let you go. They fired Bray Wyatt. Brody Lee, John Huber, Luke Harper, all the same guy who was Bray's man passes away during this time that Bray's away from WWE. And, it, it you know, Bray's gutted by it. He, and the whole time he's gone from wrestling, it's this big groundswell of what's Bray going to do next? Is he going to come back to WWE? Is he going to debut in AEW? He was the hottest free agent in wrestling. Meanwhile, Cody Rhodes, his contract expires at AEW. And guess who comes knocking? Vince McMahon, literally at his door. And he says, Cody, I need you. I need you back. So I know we're all over the place, folks. We're, we're rounding the, the the eighth inning right now. I'm going to bring this thing home. Um Cody returns to WWE in a spot where he was Mr. McMahon's hand-picked surprise opponent. No indication of who this is going to be that will face Seth Rollins in a match at WrestleMania. We're all waiting to see who's it going to be on the WrestleMania card, but we all know it's Cody. Cody's music hits. Biggest reaction he's ever gotten in his life. AT&T Stadium, 80-something thousand people lose their mind. Cody's back. Let's go. Not only is he back, he's Cody Rhodes. He's the American nightmare. This ain't no stardust. We got Cody back. And now let's let's do it. Fast forward about five or six months, and we start seeing these. White. It was known as the white rabbit Little seeds being planted on television On Monday Night Raw One week we would see a guy holding a sign With a QR code You scan the QR code It takes you to this mysterious website That just has like an 8-bit character And you're like, what the hell? You see another sign There's all these intentional Under-the-radar glimpses on on programming where literally folks are watching like okay when's the next qr code gonna pop up when's the next this what is this what is the white rabbit is this bray Wyatt? is he coming back this better be bray wyatt literally this was the energy it all culminates the extreme rules of last year which is in the fall and bray wyatt makes his return to the company after being away for about a year and change after he was let go and oh my goodness it it was it was it was cinema it was beautiful i'm not going to go down the deep dive like i did before he makes his return new music you know what i'm saying that's the way the pay-per-view ends and then he comes out on smackdown the next week and he's not a character he's himself but the lights are off he talks in the middle of the ring he lets everybody know that hey you're, you're acclaimed and you're clamoring for what my next move was. You guys checking in on me while I was away and going through dark times, i.e. handling the loss of Br- of Luke Harper, Brody Lee, John Huber. He said, you guys being there for me quite literally saved my life. He's crying cutting this promo because Bray's always been a, a, a shrouded figure. He's always had a lot going on, you know. he does this promo where he says, you know, thank you guys. Thank you. This is for once in my life that you know, this isn't a person, this isn't a character, this is me. I'm just talking. At the end of that promo, he, he, that that split personality starts coming out again and he develops this new character. What was his final run in the company? Suck to say, he had one match with LA Knight. A guy who will will run with this torch now and he paid it Fantastic tribute to him on Friday Night SmackDown last week, but he has this match with Bray with with LA Knight. His story is still open ended, but he leaves for for medical reasons, and we're that, that's also unfortunately not new. With Bray, Bray's dealt with injuries, dealt with medical. Comp, we know just question marks about his health, but we know that Bray's on the shelf, so to speak. Meanwhile. Cody Rhodes came back, defeated Seth Rollins at WrestleMania in 2022. They go on to have an epic trilogy. This is in the American Nightmare documentary. The trilogy rubber match was a Hell in a Cell between Seth Rollins and Cody Rhodes in the main event of the Hell in a Cell pay-per-view. 72 hours before that match, Cody's working out. News breaks. Cody has a torn pectoral muscle. He, he he ruptured it in training. Whoa. What are we doing about the main event on Sunday? That's three days away. What are we... Whoa. The rumor was Cody's oh, going to try to do it. He's going to try to wrestle through it. and he's But he's destined. He needs surgery right after. But the reports were, hey, he can't damage it any worse. I guess he's going to try... I guess he's going to try and wrestle. So Cody makes his way out on that Hell in a Cell match. Cody wears a big jacket when he comes out. gets inside the cage, unbuttons the jacket, takes it off. The air is sucked out of the entire stadium. Because what you see is one of the most gruesome, stomach-turning images of immense, bruising, swelling discoloration of his entire right side of his chest bleeding down into his arm everything's black and purple and it's all i'm i kid you not folks this the audience was they they were shocked i was shocked everybody at home like oh my lord there's no way he's wrestling with this this isn't fake folks this is real shit you know what i'm saying he did wrestle through it, won the match, goes away because he needs surgery now, comes back in the Royal Rumble, wins the Royal Rumble. Now I'm calling my shot. I'm pointing out the WrestleMania sign, Roman Reigns. I'm here to take that belt from you. This is your third WrestleMania defending the same championship under the same title reign. Guess what? It ends here, bucko, because I'm going to finish the story. I'm going to win the belt that my dad had taken from him. And that was the trademark title of this feud from January to April of when WrestleMania was. Cody had the entire wrestling world rooting for him to, hey, Cody, finish the story, finish the story. We get to WrestleMania in SoFi Stadium this past year. I'm watching it live and this got me i i i I was watching you know main event time let's go i was team roman i've always been team roman i kid you not still was team roman cody comes out he's the biggest superstar the company has you know in terms of fans cheering for him roman reigns is that he's a bad guy so Cody's here. Everybody was like, Cody, please save us. He comes out, and like I said, man, that circle of life, Cody had a daughter around the same time that he lost his dad. And matter of fact, wasn't until a year or two after he lost his dad. He was married and he had a daughter. So now he's in the biggest match he's ever been in. The match against Seth Rollins where he wrestled with the torn pec, that was his first pay-per-view main event. Now he's in the main event of WrestleMania only one year after making his return to the company. And he's in this spot. He comes out down the ring, whole crowd cheering along with him. He has a weight belt similar to what Hulk Hogan had. He gives that weight belt to a kid every time he makes his entrance, but this is WrestleMania. So he goes around the ring, hugs his wife, gives her a kiss, picks up his daughter who's a baby still has like the headphones on holds his daughter. And I didn't notice this until my rewatch, but Cody's crying in this moment as he holds his daughter, making his entrance because it just means so much, man. That's what kids do for you, man. It's just, you're so grateful in the moment for so many things and it, you're just overcome with emotion sometimes. So I'm looking at that and it gives me the tingles, you know what I'm saying? On the inside. Cause hey, I, I respect, man. I love that. I'm watching this with my son literally he was a little guy too, about the same size as his daughter on t- on television. But what broke me, man, after that, Povey takes off his weight belt, hands it to a kid right next to his family. Not just any kid. He hands it to negative one. Who have you been following with me? Was the son of Brody Lee, John Hoover, who Cody was instrumental in bringing into AEW, the company that he helped create and had this platform for Brody to do something different. And I saw him hand that belt to Negative One, dude, and I was done. I was cooked, dude. I was like, oh, God, dude. I'm, ah, shit. Tears, bro. Real tears. And now I'm like, screw it, dog. Cody, finish the story, dog. I need you. Hey, (laughs) hey. Let's get this dub, man. You got me, bro. You honestly got me. And that's what it is, man. Uh, I'm, I'm wrapping this up now. Bottom of the ninth. This was my moonshot wanting to pay tribute to Bray Wyatt because in that weekend, I sat with the pain of losing somebody who I didn't realize I had been a fan of for over a decade. In wrestling, the wrestling community is like a family. It's one of your only, you know, com- it's a comfort. When I lost in the championship game my senior year in high school, basketball, it was a morning game. I was done rest of the day, dude, depressed, crushed. What I you know what I went to home and did? Mom left me alone. I watched wrestling DVDs that I didn't even know we had, and you know, popped in great Stars of the 90s. And that was my comfort zone. That was how I, you know, sat with my displeasure for the rest of that day and and got through it. And in this weekend where I'm trying to process the loss of, you know, Bray Wyatt's death, and it it just kind of led me down this wormhole where I'm watching this Cody Rhodes documentary, and it's so inspiring. And I'm seeing Cody grapple with the loss of his father at the same time, embracing that confidence. And then he has a daughter afterward. And now it's oh, I'm I'm Superman. Now I have to be for this little girl. And he he has this triumphant arc. And what's funny enough is that he loses to Roman in that match. One's up. Shout out to the tribal chief. But that's the American nightmare. You know, it's not going to go how you expect it's going to go. But when you still persevere through real, real hard times, that that's when you're that's when you're cooking with something. That that's when you're unstoppable, and you know you find your purpose and your destiny that way. And Bray Wyatt, who's just creative spirit, you know, was so deep and and commendable i wanted to you know tell a far-fetched story on this podcast because as i'm watching the cody doc this is what came to me i said okay let me try and connect these dots of cody's loss cody's story what i'm feeling right now this in this element of AEW being a factor that connects cody to Brody lee and Brody Lee's death and now Bray Wyatt's death and all of this hurting and negative one and Bray Wyatt's lasting impact on wrestling is going to be immense because those who knew him all loved him and those who were fans of him appreciated him because the spirit of let's do this to the best of our abilities. Let's let, let's question what's even possible and let's start blank let let's make something beautiful and that that's what will live on you know and even for me man you know going through loss loss of my grandmother is what is what really 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 crushed me you know up until that point in my life which was right before the you know january 2020 Got her name tattooed right here, Imogene. I got this while she was still here in the flesh. So, as you know, I lost her. I never, I didn't feel like I lost her because she's always been with me. And for me, now being a news producer and working in news and writing these newscasts, one of the things that gives me so much joy is that my grandma, man. My entire life that I was blessed to spend with her, the portion of her life that I got to see, this, la- this lady lived to be 93, 92, 90. 90- she was born in 1927, two years before Martin Luther King, lived till 2020. Wonderful life. The portion that I was privileged enough to see, I know that lady in one house. That lady never left that house. I know that lady in that one garage, in that one chair in that one living room family members come and go temporarily living there not living there same here spending the night holidays everything only constant if that's grandma's house she's going to be in that chair and every day she's going to turn on the news and even when she couldn't see anymore And she would complain about the television to us. Hey, my television's going out. What's wrong with my picture on the screen? We'd be like, grandma, ain't nothing nothing wrong with the picture, grandma. I promise the TV's all right. You don't need a new television. Even when it got to that point, she'd listen to the news. You know, that's all she did, man. And she, she did a lot more, but that was the everyday staple in her life. She kept up with the news. And what's crazy is, man, a week or two weeks after my grandma passed away, that's when Kobe passed away. And one of the thoughts I had was, man, Granny, I wish I could call and be like, Granny, you see the news right now with Kobe, man? Oh, man. And her response would have been, yep, what? I said, Kobe Bryant, what? I just pictured what her response was going to be, and that was one of the first moments. That was the first moment, honestly, where I was like, I can't believe she's not here, dude. Because I, I just want to call her right now and say, Granny, did you see that on the news? And I didn't plan to work in news. And, you know, I don't know where the rest of my career is going to take me. But the fact that I'm doing that right now, that that gives me great individual satisfaction because I'm like, this would make this lady's life. This would make her day, day in and day out. She would be, She wouldn't miss a show she would be like you know my baby's you know works for the news you know what i'm saying and and that's the circle of life folks it you know you take the highs with the lows you take the lessons you you do your best not to forget them but beyond that you do your best to apply them into whatever it is you're doing and rest in peace Bray Wyatt Miss you, Granny. You know what I'm saying? Everybody else that I've shouted out on this pod. This wasn't meant to be dark, folks, but it was meant to be real. That's all this podcast has been. You guys know that. I appreciate you guys for that. And we're going to keep doing that. And, you know, that's that right there. We are going to spin these vibes around now, folks. Because like I said, we did record an episode last week, and it was with my guy Twan Lama, and Tuan's like a big bro to me. You know, he, he's Omar's big cousin. Y'all know Omar on here. His big cousin, he's like my big cousin. You know, we all hoop together when we were little. All like kind of picked the game up from 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 man Tuan because he was older than us, and it's like okay. All right, Swan. I see you. Like, okay, I'm all right, you doing this? I'm, I'm going to start doing that. Like, okay, I see the swag. I see the game, you know, the music, everything. You know, this is a, you know, Big Brother-esque figure for me, man. And uh, so I'm happy to get him on here. We are both dads. So you are going to feel this energy because we're going back in time, folks. Rewinding to last Friday because it's still a Freestyle Friday. So what we did, me and Twan, was, you know, we just kind of caught up with each other. What's going on, man? We haven't got to talk in a long time, but we know what each other's out here doing. And, you know, we got these kids, you know, man, like, but let's, before that, you know, we talk basketball. We go around the horn on basketball. And before I, you know, start that big J spring to beat in, you already know. Just know that we talked about international basketball in this conversation. Since that time, I have spent a lot of time watching the Basketball. And this weekend is the casual diehard Fantasy Football League draft. Can't wait. We got tons in the chamber, folks. It's not stopping now that we got this going. So stay tuned for draft content. That's what's going to be coming up next. Next episode-wise. But right now, you're about to get me and Juan shooting the breeze at a time where I just needed to talk to somebody about something that wasn't Bray Wyatt. And it was a conversation that I can listen back to now. I'm glad that we had it. And I hope that it gives, I hope that it does justice to, you know, after hearing this long story that I just told and the reason why I, I, I let this time pass until it all came out together. You'll hear it. You'll enjoy it. Without further ado, talk some hoops. Yeah, you already know, man. Man. Finish the bar, bro. <laughs> it's simple, man
1: beach views in the gravel leaf <laughs> a little wine in the sand is your pretty feet come on man they took them fell to the chin so it's hard to breathe. man yo hey bro that's probably no lie like even though it's a skit my favorite song it, for sure uh, Slater Chucks like a dope boy back
0: in 91. I passed the crystal almost home off the 91.
1: Oh, 91, you already know.
0: Nah, I think you started going crazy, I, bro. I go, I late, I go Kobe bro. up in Boston. I go 316 like Austin. Come on, man. Nah, bro. Off the acapella boardwalk, man. jingle through the door. You feel me? Kids in the background, no beat. Old school, bro. Old school, <laughs> man. What's good, bro? That's the introduction. I got my boy Twan on here, man. He's yeah, he honestly here. like a
1: big brother. Late night, man. We here,
0: tapped in. Vamp hours. That, that's when we conduct a lot of business at DHU. And uh, welcome <laughs> to have my, my my brother on here, man. We man. You know, uh,
1: have a nice Freestyle Friday with you. For sure. How you been though, bro?
0: Good, man. Definitely good. We're we gonna we gonna get it rolling with shout-outs. Um, one shout out uh, goes to Rudy, man. Rudy Davila, you know you are the bro going back to undergrad days, real listener, you know, followers, show supporter, of the show just wanted to say appreciate you, bro. I already know you're listening, so you, you just earned yourself a shout-out with that one. I got maybe another one or two, but got any got any for the for, for the fellas, bro? For
1: the fellas? I, I don't know if I got enough for the fellas, man. I just had a, a real good talk with my wife. I don't even uh, know why I said that, bro. So, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, uh, shout out to her. I appreciate our late night talks. First and foremost. Man, other than that, though, I'm here, bro. Late night, like you said, vamp hours. Yeah, man. Hey, shout out to Code, man. 824. Man, 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 bro. I know you know. <laughs> Shout out to Cole. Shout out to Bing first and foremost. I
0: Man, was uh, hiding.
1: I, I, I was hiding to get them halos. I was signed up, but you know, I was it saying,
0: was a, I heard about the drop. I heard about the drop. People weren't happy about the drop. Wasn't that many pairs? This yeah. is a conversation I, I recently had on the pod with with the bro who's a reseller, sneakerhead. Um mm-hmm. and we got into how we how do you feel about you know the Nike Kobe retro line. Mm-hmm. It's an interesting because you, you, it's an interesting conversation, right? You know, he and what he thought he said was dope. He was like, "I don't sell Kobe's, man. Like for the most part, like I just
1: I, I don't get." That's the one where I'll just leave. I'll leave it alone, bro. You know, yeah. yeah. That resale market was ridiculous after the tragedy. You know what I'm saying? But they, they make more. Kobe, the Kobe, uh, Kobe shoe is easily the best pair of shoes, and that's not even me being biased. Hoop shoes to me, to hoop in, you know what I'm saying? I don't, I don't disagree. They had the settlement with uh, Vanessa, though, right? Like to wear.
0: Yeah, that's why it's uh, it's honestly full steam ahead. And what I came around to was that it's a good thing because you know the kids are gonna carry it on. That's the legacy, mm-hmm. next generation. That's gonna mm-hmm. be that's gonna be the hottest. That's gonna be the
1: new Jordan retro. Yeah, Essentially. I mean, like I said, it, it already was, bro. At least for the people that had that could get their hands on them in the league, like, yeah,
0: you know. yeah, no, man, it was a super. uh, It was a, I think it was one of the most worn shoes last season. And, sure. uh With that, man, let's uh let's talk some hoops, bro. Yeah, man, always. What let's talk some hoops, man. First and foremost, because we have it in a minute. S- off season still, we do have a uh, FIBA World Cup. I believe it's the first game that sort of counts tomorrow in the morning you up with the uh, with the uh, with the scrimmages. Yeah. Team USA. Yeah. Yeah. They're, the team is a work in progress. I think they haven't found their best lineup yet, Um, but I think it's a team of good young names that are probably about to make a name for themselves on a on a decent level. But we should we shouldn't be surprised if it carries over to them having like big seasons next year. Or yeah. teams performing well because it's a it's a good platform to play on and experience to
1: to learn from, and I like mm-hmm. the team. I like the team. Yeah, I feel like they had a, a a a decent showing. You know, they won every game, but you know, for them, like they you weren't said, they weren't blowouts. Uh, nah, that, that last game, uh, shoot, they was down by what like twenty one and a third or something like that. Yeah, no, it was real scary until <laughs> yeah. Ant went crazy, and. Yeah. They have New Zealand in the morning, which better be a blowout. Should be. We'll see. But I know Austin, like, third leading scorer on the team, huh? He's necessary out there.
0: Crunch time lineup, you know, yeah. closing five. And I felt like Halliburton and, and Bridges are, like, perfect fits in that international play. Mm-hmm. So just, like, throw them, you, you want them out there. And I think Halliburton kind of showed
1: that, like, y'all got to be out there over Brunson. All right. Mm-hmm. That closing in, lineup, man. It's tough. They, time. Took, they took Ingram out that closing lineup. Yo. <laughs> sure did. I, I, I saw a lot of people on, on, on Twitter talking shit, man. But they got to remember, man, it's just a little – this ain't even a tournament yet. We're going to see who turn up now. It's a game of – yeah, it's styles. And, right. Yeah. We got to see when it counts who's needed. And Team like, USA is like I, that. I, I, I like Jaren at the, uh, at the five, though, at least for international like He looks like yeah, a perfect fit. You know, he's in that five. He's five. You know, uh, he's a problem out there. Ant went crazy, but Jaren, man, he was all over the place, bro, like defensively. No, and
0: he, and he doing this thing offensively. But, yeah, no, he's a problem for them boys. <laughs> yeah. So we'll need more of that. I think Paolo is in like a six. I think you want you want
1: Paolo in like a six man row. I think he's. Good I was gonna business. say, man, I like Paolo, man. I Sweet do, bro. I kind of like him at the international five too. Could definitely could. He he's a big, like he is literally a power forward, or an up, like physically, but he's just he's capable, capable of of a lot. <laughs> bro had a vet body of his rookie year, so definitely did but so team USA is on the
0: radar but ahead of that this is a season where let's see man Nikola Jokic and, and Denver Nuggets just won the finals
1: mm-hmm.
0: if we're talking about you know who's maybe number one in the power rankings or who's the best team in the league going into
1: the next season do you feel like it's Denver out of respect Always going into the next year, I always get the, champ, the 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 league champions, that respect. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, if you ask me, did they get better? No, not to me. You know, that's just on paper. But we'll see. You know, the they, the way they play, they got a system, man. So I don't know. Now they got a championship to kind of prove it. But I don't know if, like, they have a system where you can kind of, like, kind of, like, in, in San Antonio, bro, like, as long as they got a superstar, too, you know what I'm saying? You can really plug anybody in a system and it's going to work. I don't know if Denver is that yet, because who did they really get this off season? They lost, if anything, um, in my opinion. So, you know, yeah. I got a little vendetta against Denver anyway, man. Like man. it's funny because I, I didn't even I I didn't even feel no type of way about them until they start doing all that talking after they you know.
0: Malone's crazy man, and man. It, it's it's so wild that that series went like that because it was a
1: close ass it's, for uh, nothing. Bro, easily <laughs> the closest sweep I've ever watched. Like, I mean, since I've been watching basketball, I was, that was, was all four games, was close games. Maybe game two, but maybe one of them, right? lot but,
0: of Games. And I don't think that anybody else in the West would have beat them either. Nah. Like, say Golden State got there, or say, you know, somebody else, a Phoenix got there. But regardless, um, I don't know. Yeah, I agree with you. I think that there's a little room for improvement for Michael Porter for at least like season season like for the full season. You know, you can see him hit like 20 a game or so and, and really yeah. start going crazy. Then it's like, okay, this is a big three that's pretty dangerous because he was still streaky and, and when they needed him, but sure. with the with the depth, they didn't really need him. They drafted a couple of good rookies. I like Strother going there. Um mm. and one more, one more body I'm not thinking of, but They'll probably lean on the vet still. Malone as as yeah. doesn't go too deep, but I wouldn't have them, like you said, off the strength. Somebody gotta, somebody has to take that from you. At least we got to see it. We got to see somebody look dominant first, exactly, before we can just disrespect them like that because they didn't take exactly. a step back for real, not at all. Right. Yeah, I just don't know if
1: they got better. They'll got some competition next year in the West though. Yeah, I mean, bro, that's every that's what I mean though. Like, that's why I said out of respect. Like, I'm a, you know, I gotta get them respect. They're coming off the ring. But every year, bro, the West deep. Like, people be talking about the East. Don't get me wrong, you got your a couple powerhouses out there, but again, since I've been alive watching basketball, bro, like the West has always been a dominant, dominant conference. Um, so it's up in the little... air. I I not even being biased, I think we probably have the the best built team as far as like just being deep you know what i'm saying like we got a lot of a lot of wings now oh the lakers have bodies they yeah, have man. bodies the body type that that they've
0: been lacking or like short on just like youth and athleticism because was mm-hmm. like why can't we just have like some six eight hoopers? right we got like four five six like now them like on the roster now right Along exactly. oh, 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 with, with, obviously, a deep, dark uh, rotation. Are I you? think... Go ahead. Are you worried about the Warriors? I feel like I'm a little worried about the Warriors next year. I don't want to believe this Chris Paul thing is going to be a natural fit. But whether it's Steph hitting hole-in-ones or deadlifts or Clay. I don't know. Just seeming like he's he's got something cooking for us next year. Draymond, you know he's ready. Just say go. I'm I think they might be on
1: something a little crazy next year. I don't know. I'm a little worried. The the respect I have for Steph, bro. Like, I'ma say I always kind of be worried about the Warriors. At the same time, bro, like I'm excited about the season, man. A lot of stuff, like, I really have to see it to believe it. Again, like you put. You plug in Chris Paul, like at the end of the day, you Hooper man. He, he he know how to win. But everywhere he's win, he's winning. Regardless if he has a, had a ring or not, he's improved the team. So I can't sit here and say that they're they're they took a step back. You know what I mean? Like if, if anything, to me, they got better. I don't know as far as like depth wise, it's tough too. Like when I really think about it, like. As tough as, – as much as a roller coaster year JP had last year, like, it's tough when you really think about the future. Like, man, they really did give up a young piece for Chris Paul. And I get it. It's Chris Paul, like, first ballot Hall of Famer. But I don't know. Remain to be seen, bro. I'm not – I'm not – again, man, I love what we did, man, because at the end of the day, like, we know Brown to probably try to play as many games as possible. But he getting up there in age, been up there in age, and now we got wings to any given night, even any given night throughout the season, bro. Somebody can step up. You know what I mean? Like it could yeah. be anybody. And that's
0: what that's the position you want Bron to be in at this part where it's like you don't feel like he's holding the table up. Like exactly. just let Bron pull up to the table. Exactly. And the season where he was playing point guard, the season that the pandemic cut off, man. Honestly, I think he was about to have a strong closeout you know, six weeks or whatever was left and still MVP. But as we saw that team and what did it in the bubble anyway, they were taking this chip that year, bro. It yeah. was ridiculous yeah. because LeBron was in magic mode. Just like, oh, this is what we got. All right, y'all. <laughs> like, let's hoop. Let's play defense. And... Anybody, yeah. anybody eats, but let's eat. Right. But like, he's gonna figure out. You know, it's the ones that have chemistry, and now they got the options. It might be Shafino earning some minutes next right. season. It might be, <laughs> you know, Gabe Vincent hitting clutch, you know, shots again, and it might uh, Torian Prince. Oh, trust me, dude. You think he's not, not about to I'm saying another up.
1: a streaky shooter, man? Like that's a. We have players that again. I'm not expecting Torian Prince like to. Give you a dub a night or nothing like that, but he is very capable on night. He so like will I got a reliable a exactly. do your job when you're out there. And guess exactly. what? If he
0: doesn't, Cam Reddish possibly will.
1: <laughs> and that's the options that. we got it, now. It could be a good that, that that could, this could be a really good stop for him, man. Depending on, you and know, guess what, I'm what? You know, still got Rui, still got Vando, still got AD. And Vando, hopefully, he be he, be, he been with Handy this summer, man. I love Vando, but I feel like, bro he get just a, a little not saying he don't have offensive game but just a little bit of offensive game man. he can be like hello in my opinion because i'm telling Ooh. you <laughs> no he's a piece bro got game not only he picked up Ja in the grizzly series mm-hmm. exactly. and that started the series off against Steph. exactly but if you if you pay attention bro like he really just got a, like he just got a real good feel for the game like you know what i'm saying That's why I said if if, if he been with Handy hopefully he get a couple moves because I feel like he be missing some easy ones around the basket but to me like bro play so hard he be looking like he breathing harder than everybody out there so I can't He goes
0: goes crazy dog. There was a game against Dallas where he got like seven loose balls in a quarter and and,
1: and Staples started going crazy. (laughs) Yeah Yeah, bro ridiculous. We didn't even mention that boy AR. Yeah man. Like I said we got a lot of players. I I love, I love Gabe, but I ain't gonna lie, like it was low-key tough to lose Dennis just because I, I don't know. I was down the ride with Dennis.
0: Yeah, I was yeah. down, to, you know, definitely. Guy in the playoffs where yeah, he makes life difficult. He's not scared, you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. he, he's with us. Exactly. Exactly. Gabe kind of like that. He might be like that.
1: Yeah. And, and, better shooter. I just like Dennis the Euro game, man. I like Dennis. Right, he was a problem for Team USA. Yeah, man. In, he, in the exhibition, he, he different overseas, bro. Like, I yeah. mean, he respectable in the NBA, but he different overseas. Like, that's his, no, no that's his, bro. Yeah.
0: And um, if anything, what you have with all those pieces is a viable trade package for the yeah. missing piece, if you realize what that is. So it's looking up. It's definitely looking yeah. up for the boys. Ooh, I, I'm I'm holding for yeah. sure. Phoenix, I know you got
1: Phoenix on your list of, of teams that you're looking yeah, at, at yeah, West. Phoenix I, I'm curious, man. Like you name a big three, of course. Like I feel like when you have three of the best players in the world, like you you have no choice but to kind of figure it out in some way. But I'm always curious about depth, bro. Like big threes don't really scare me no more if they can't play together. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, it's always something. So it's, it remains to be seen. I expect them to be good. And if they're not, like, I mean, shoot, we had at, at one point, no disrespect, we had Brown, Russ, and AD, and we didn't make the playoffs. So we shall see. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, no, they got, I think they actually did a good job filling out that roster with the,
0: you know, spare, like the change, spare change they had. You like the ball pickup. It, it might, it, it's going to be dangerous for about 40 games. That brother got to stay on the court. If he if he does, hey, it, it, I wouldn't be surprised. It's gonna be yeah, a
1: piece.
0: Nah. added. Um, added. They added some bodies, man. They added some bodies. They
1: signed sign Damian
0: Lee, I believe. Yeah, uh, Watson nobby uh, Did they get Torrey
1: Craig back? Might have. They, they might have. Oh yeah, Watson. But see, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, you like right, the the people they picked up like they're you know they're respectable but I don't know remains to be seen man like there was a couple big European acquisitions
0: in that free in this recent free agency I don't know if you recall but like they went under the radar and one of them's going to Sacramento I'm not going to remember his name when the season starts we're probably going to you know we're going to become real familiar with him that's what I'm talking about but that was a that was something that kind of felt different. There, there was a couple more I felt like, quote-unquote, big-time or, you know, higher-profile European players that were signed into the league this past offseason. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I, I just noticed that. I caught that because I was like, no, they're not making it. They're, they're trying to treat these guys like a big deal. And I'm looking at them, I'm like, yo, hold on, bro's nasty. Yeah. You're going to see this fool from Sacramento, bro. He's a lefty. He's got a cash ball. And he's crafty and he's like 6'9. Okay. He he's gonna get busy next next season. It was a
1: good pickup for Sack. Zach. Yeah. Sack's gonna be lingering. Yeah, Sack. Yeah, man. I I like Fox. So it's funny too, because I bro, it's funny. I really, I really always like Sabonis too. So Really? Yeah. yeah, no, he's got a game. He's got a good game. Metsu what you, or, 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 in or, Phoenix or, now. Too, what, I, I can appreciate certain players for what they are, bro. Like that—that be—that's really what it is. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, you know what to expect from certain people, and I can appreciate that, man. I hate, I hate like people that be super talented or, you know, and you just never know what you're gonna get. Yeah. That's what and that's what I'm thinking about with Phoenix like with the big three like you, you kind of know what you're gonna get we don't know exactly what that's gonna look like we've seen KD and Booker um together but really bro like even in the playoffs last year that was just two man game the whole time like ISO on separate sides of the court so they got I mean, seven, they got like seventy five every game between the two yeah. of them. <laughs> different you know uh, they got a, they got a new coach so I'm sure it'll look a a a lot different especially with Bill. I don't know if Bill gonna play the one. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Like I'm I'm not sure exactly what's what's gonna happen over there. I also don't know if they got a dog outside of their superstars. Like I feel like every team kind of you know need that 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 uh... yeah the leader. You know the big dog. You know if if this works, I think the
0: the hierarchy has to feel right. Like you know it has to be a natural flow of what it is because it's the awkward stage of it, in, in any big three. Of yeah. like getting to play together and like who's supposed to be the guy, and I think that if it does pan out for the best, I think it starts with book, like yeah. hands down. Like watch out, like you can let book have it. You know what I mean because he he showed this last postseason, he he showed him multiple postseasons in the finals, but man, once he once he locks in, he gets anywhere. It's yeah, like yeah. the art off the art, just. Watch, like, literally everybody, just watch out. Like, I'm about to pull up. Yeah. <laughs> it's going down. He, he's got one of those modes to go in. And you got, the, you got the shooting coming out next season. Yeah, facts. If it's his team and then you just got KD, guess what? I'm, I'm over here and I'm Kevin Durant. Yeah. I'm here if you need me. And, yeah. Bill, <laughs> it
1: is scary, bro. It is scary. Oh, no, no, don't get me wrong, bro. It's scary. Again, I just want to – I, I got to see it, man. I gotta see it. It was scary when it was KD Kyrie and Harden too. So not like that, but I'm just saying, like, you know, not, yeah. not all big threes work, man. Yeah. And ultimately you gotta y'all know got how to
0: play defense. And exactly. the reason I like a team like the Lakers is y'all gotta y'all gotta box somebody up and get some rebounds. And you know what I mean, play tough. Bro, and... I feel like we
1: run it next year. Yeah, man, it's gonna be kind of yeah. we crashing the boards. <laughs> yeah, dude, I'm 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 ready, bro. I'm
0: definitely ready to uh, legit legit contender wise. Uh, we got to see Minnesota's not ready. Be- I I don't think in the current construction, but I think that Anthony Edwards is gonna be in a, possibly a top five conversation based off of his performance ceiling wise next season. I wouldn't mind Ant a, a being the face of the league. <laughs> he might come back going crazy, bro. He might come back and literally have grown mentally into
1: thinking that he's Michael Jordan. <laughs> I mean, uh, historically, like most guards and, 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 you know, even threes that play with Team USA, whether it be FIBA or, you know, what I'm saying the Olympics, like, they come back, and that that season after is always crazy. Like, I expect the same thing from Austin. I'm not saying he's going to go out there and average 25 or nothing like that. I'm just right. saying as far as just like, you know what I'm saying? Like, he's going to look different next year. Confidence you know level, like, yeah. It, and then going into the season, bro, they're going to already be in, like, in real-life game shape. Ooh, like, they could be, yeah. Yeah, so. applying some pressure. Yeah, they're going to be a little bit ahead of
0: everybody else. <clears throat> Memphis is – on the wild. bubble bubble watch. Yeah, you said wild card. I don't have them
1: not making the playoffs. Yeah, they're on the bubble. The bubble watch right now. But bro, I'm not gonna lie, Adam Marcus Smart was really good for them. What <laughs> it was really, really, really good for them considering that dog gonna be out with the first twenty five, right? It was great. Yep. Yeah, he he'll be back about New Year's Day. About New that, Year's. That will help. And by the time he gets back, like them two on the floor together, like I'm not counting Memphis out. Like, yeah,
0: can't and I count felt out like Brian, uh,
1: even though they talk all that shit, <laughs> can't yeah. count out, can't, t- can't count out Green Grind, bro. Like, we again, know they- how they, they perform out. without John in the lineup. Yep, and you, know, they, like, you they substitute do, the minutes.
0: Right. Yeah, right. You substitute the minutes with with Marcus Smart. Yep. to hold you over. And I just it felt like it, their season could still go one or two ways next season, we'll, and we'll see. But like we said, Jaren's over there getting better right now. Going to come
1: back feeling good. Defensive Player of the Year. Yeah, Holla at might, your boy. He might <laughs> come out. He might come out going crazy offensively. Like again, because he gonna have they going they got they getting the reps, bro. Like yeah, they, it's good for the team. The season's
0: a long season, yeah. and it's, it's stages to it. And the team that comes out at the end maximizes each stage. And uh, if they
1: grow as a unit with draw out, then it's a little scary. It's a little scary. Hey, man. Being like, one MVP, man, after the Olympics, what well, we lost the finals, went to the Olympics, won a gold medal. That next year had to stay big year. And
0: so. shout out. We didn't mention Luca,
1: Luca and the boys. Yeah, another wild card. Like I said, Roto West is deep. Like I can't sit here and say that (laughs) certain teams. You just, you just never kind of, you just never know. Again, I can't say I. I can't even give you like a real solidified five. It'll be. It is just me giving you my best guess, like, what I believe. Even though I do, I truly do believe though, bro, like. Healthy, if we're healthy, we will be top out in the West.
0: Feeling good about the season in general, for sure. Given health, and if anything, that you know, got a couple of extra bodies. It's How do you feel
1: about that? <sighs> right. well, what or not? Or what do you think? On what do you think is going to happen with that? I think yeah. a wild card is going to come in and grab him
0: because. Or just, you know, the timing will align and then a three team happens where, you know, there's extra players that aren't whose names aren't in the mix right now that are in the deal that makes Portland happy because they're not interested by the, you know, clearly with what Miami is trying to offer them. So I think the other teams have better packages. Um, definitely one being Minnesota. If we. I don't think that Portland cares who they make the deal with. They just want to do the best one. And they're not going to – the owners made it clear, he's not dame. Just walk – you know, decide what happens right, right. now. So, right. I feel like the obvious thing isn't happening. And the season just might be weird because it's going to play out. It, it It's probably going to play out into the season. And he might start sitting games until they can make – it's going to be drama. 80s like situation. It sounds like drama
1: going into the season. It's funny though, bro. Like, bro, down, no, nobody against him. Everybody wanted him to request a trade. As soon as he did, you know, it's it's, it's drama all around his name. It's tough. Like, it be, it is what it is. That's a that spotlight, suspect.
0: man. He been chilling over there in Portland. Yeah, that spotlight. I'm looking forward to it. It'll be one of the probably deciding factors if he he's probably going to end up on a playoff contender. You know, topping somebody's topping off the roster somewhere else. Boss. Might have come at it that. That, that was crazy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, 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 it was coming out, and I was like, "Oh man, I can't, I can't let this. Ah, shit. There ain't no way to save it."
1: <laughs> yeah, man. We'll uh, see, bro. We'll see. Shit. I don't know. Get for, him out of I, there though, bro. Get him out of there. Let me see what Scoot
0: talking about. Let's Scoot get 20. Scoot trying to come in here and get 2022
1: 20, a game. Love, bro, love Scoot, bro. Lottery. If they ain't out of there, they in the lottery, man. Oh, you no, know, I'm not saying wins. I ain't saying wins. They but, got, I mean, too, they, they yeah. still got Anthony over there and they got well, Shaden, right? And
0: that, that's C-Gart. one of the.
1: They got yeah. cigars. They re signed Thiebel. I really like Thiebel.
0: They still have Jeremy Grant. They, I like Dybul- more than that. I, if I like Thibault in Portland, dude. So here's like my Dybul- here's my Minnesota like- here's my Minnesota pitch. We'd rather have Towns, probably, and another player. If not, give us Gobert. Nah, yeah, you need Towns. We need Towns. I think it could be built around Gobert, if. Uh, Minnesota gave up, you know, a little bit more, but they, they'd they have to give up a pick swap every year. It's not going to happen. Somebody has a better offer than that. I like Towns going there, man. Maybe Towns and McDaniels. And get, get Dame to Portland. Get Dame, get Dame to Minnesota. That would be nice. Shit, I don't know. That would be nice, though. And why turn it down if, you, if you're Portland? Like, all right, well, let's get somebody. Let's get a big in here. That's going to get us 20-plus next to Scoop. Next to Anthony, next to Shaden, and, and these guys. I think that has potential, but there's going to be something else that develops that's random.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's always something random,
0: bro. Harden went. It, we this might take us out east now, finally, because like we said, the West is crazy, man. You'll never stop. Yeah,
1: Harden, bro. I, bro. What's up with
0: What's up with your boy?
1: Yeah, I, can't, I I don't want to. It'd it be hard for me to speak on certain shit, bro. Because at the end of the day, we on the outside looking in. You know what That's I mean? Real. Yeah, I can have my opinion about it, um. But then, the, like I said, I'm not I'm not in bro circle. But I don't know, man. Like I just feel like shit. Like, like when is does it go in? Like I don't know. I Maury was your know, yo boy. I thought. <laughs> I I mess with Harden. Harden cool. No, I I, I
0: really mess with Harden too. And if anything, he's speaking his mind. I don't think he bite his tongue, so he probably not pulling it out of thin air. He's probably speaking
1: his truth. I don't doubt it. Facts. Just like, damn, man. I'm almost feeling like bro should have just stayed in Houston. Like shit. He they damn near left for no reason. Like went to Brooklyn. That situation didn't work out. Gave up up for kind of sort of honestly, honestly gave up. (laughs) But I don't know what the hell happened over there. Now you in Philly, like, damn, man, like, what's going on? Shit. Hey, now, we, trying to, we trying not, to see. I don't know what's going to be more drama, Harden or Dame. It might be hard because he already got fined. He probably ain't going to come to training camp. If he do show up to training camp, it's going to be some, you know, you never know. Man, my pops had said this, and I thought he was—I thought he was on to something.
0: Before the preseason got going, he was like, "Harden needs to decline and sign with
1: LA." Hey, I, I wouldn't be mad at it, but again, we got so many—we need another big, bro. This yeah. was before everything developed, so they were still
0: saying Kyrie or something was happening, and he was like, "No," but I'll take Harden. I was like,
1: "Ooh, I'll take Harden. <laughs> I'll take Harden too." Back then, I was thinking about that too for a little while. Like, man. If we could, but we'll see what will what, what happen with it elsewhere in the east.
0: It's 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 crowded at the top, but the top doesn't, is it though, bro? It's crowded at the top because the top is up for grabs and well, somebody got to prove it. I feel like somebody has to prove it every year
1: in the east. Well, Boston has been reshaped, I still expect them to be at the top. Uh, Miami I, they have a system they have a culture I expect them to be there um, I don't feel like Miami done though man like I got it's still some free agents out there it's it's kind of amazing to me that Uber and Christian Wood not haven't been picked up yet Um For real I don't think PJ either I, yeah shit I wouldn't have minded Uber in LA <laughs> of course <laughs> You know, but I don't know, man. Like I said, Milwaukee, even them. Kind I of was weird. waiting for you to get to Milwaukee. It's sweet. That's a weird team to me right now. They, they fight, they fire. Holes. I don't really uh, understand that, to be honest. Um,
0: They, I thought they needed to have gotten younger this off season and they didn't really, they held on to everybody and they didn't, Grab somebody that's probably going to be in their top seven or eight in the off season, and I just think that it's that's a little tired and and now you asking a lot out of all these dudes that are over thirty three, you know what I mean outside of Giannis. But we've seen what Giannis come to postseason. He he, you know, he wasn't you know he's not quite Shaq in the postseason physically, you know the wear and tear shows a little more or you know he's been, he was battling the bat.
1: I'm about Whatever to say dear man, he was just hurt, Think we're being honest. Right.
0: right. Happens though. We haven't seen him be as healthy as in the post when it matters most.
1: Again, bro, I just feel really, like I don't. Even before all the hard and stuff, I they they didn't I did I just didn't see it, man. Again, on paper, it looked good. And even on occasion in games, it looked good, but never consistent enough for me to believe. Yeah, in two parallels to watch, or
0: one parallel at least, the way lines work, you you, you tell me. I don't know now, one or two. <laughs> <laughs> um, Philadelphia and Milwaukee both have new head coaches. Nick Nurse went to Tor- Nick Nurse went to Philly. Adrian Griffin's in Milwaukee, and Griffin was Nurse's lead assistant in Toronto. So they're both somewhere else. Interesting to see because the expectation is probably on. Oh, Nick Nurse, he's gonna you know take you know take this Philly team somewhere, and maybe Griffin is the better coach out of the two, yeah. and he's like, oh, you're giving me Giannis Antetokounmpo <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> in his prime, like with all these fools, like I'm about to cook. I don't know what Bud was doing, but yeah. there was room, something there was room for something to be done. But at the end of the day, we'll get you there, but. When it matters most, you're not always going to agree with however you decide to to make decisions in crunch time and with lineups. and So I'm not opposed to getting them out of there because the team has the pieces. But I think Griffin might improve what they did in the postseason this year. And that will see them be better than Philly. I expect Middleton to have a big year this year. Let me throw one out there. You think you think Middleton is? He's due for it. He was he, he battled health I last year. Do I think he do? He due for it. Because after before that, it kind of sucks. Like it wasn't like people were kinda trying to talk about him crazy, but he was coming off, you know, one season removed from the title, followed by hopped on the plane, went and him and Drew went and were, you know, reasons that team USA got busy in, in the FIBA World games. So he's still he, he's got some of that tying all of that back in. Yeah, facts. Um, I got I got one for you. What do you think of
1: Charlotte? If I'm being honest, my sleeper team in the East would be Orlando. Um, I don't know, man. Like I like Melo. If, you know, I'm not going to lie, I'll mess with Melo. But, oh, but, you know, they they are getting the Mb back this year because I feel like they was taking a leap before all that bullshit happened. You know what I'm saying? They made the play in twice. Mb had a big year before yeah. he got all that drama. Um, that's that's when the announcer started going viral. <laughs> yeah, but um, I don't Two know. Two seasons bro, ago, bro, they were what, 43 and 41. They, they did pick up a vet though, right? Or am I tripping? Cause I'm like, what vest do they have other than Gordon Hayward, bro? Like, I just feel like they don't have nobody like that, like the, a a a a glue piece. Even if the, if he ain't really getting major minutes, like who who's their leader? I, I don't know if it could be Melo. He should be, and I'm sure he is. But you know what I'm saying? Like he's still so young, bro. Like I don't. I'm not. I'm not necessarily sure. Yeah, I love, that's honestly love a problem because there's young. not a
0: more veteran presence on there outside of uh Terry. <laughs> yeah,
1: I like I like and I love Terry, bro. But is is that you know what I'm saying? Like I'm not sure you might need somebody a little bit above him that's gonna keep you know what I'm saying? I don't know. But again they 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 have the talent. The talent always been there though. Like it's always some talent over there, but is it enough? I'm not sure. I see Melo having a real good year though. As long as Mellow can stay healthy, you know his ankles can be all right. Melo gonna hoop uh I think Miles Bridges coming back would really help them. he probably have a, a really good year considering he, you know, been off for a year. He got something to prove. We'll see. Um, I don't know, man. I like add, Orlando. Add in,
0: add in Brandon Miller.
1: Add in Brandon Miller. I think he's going to have a learning curve, though. I like Brandon Miller. He got game. Yeah. He got game. I, yeah, I, him I hear you. League, though, it, it looked like it was going to be a bit of a learning curve. He, he, who knows? He might, He might, you know, have learned just in the summer league alone, you know. But – um. We'll see. I like Orlando, bro, man. Like I do too, bro. I do too. Because I'm a I, I'm a Palo guy, dog. I agree I, with you. I like, I mean, and and you know, Palo grew on me throughout the season, but I had league pass last year, man. And that was a team I like to watch because you know, even when they would go on losing streaks and stuff, bro, they was in a lot of those games. Like they played really hard to talk, be young.
0: Talk to me about Franz a little bit, because I get the I I get the I get it with Franz. I don't necessarily see it when I watch Franz. So if you've seen more, tell me what you see with Franz because I like him too. But that's the piece to where it's like, all right, if he's as co- if he can be as cold as people kind of make it seem too. Now you really got all these big guys. Either way, they're deep. They're deep with talent. But is, is Franz like that? Let me
1: what do you think? Franz got a game, bro. And you gotta think he young. So this year, is gonna be different than last year. I'm not saying he just gonna take this extreme lead motion brew player or nothing like that, but he really does have game. He a three-level scorer. He can handle the ball, his size. Um, he yeah. rebounds on occasion, you know what I'm saying? Cause he is a European player, so he kind of got that finesse to his game. But he a big dude. And he and, and, and he can he take a lot of contact going to the rim, bro. Like he ain't super athletic, but he can finish around the rim. He got a midi, he got a three. It ain't too much he can't do. You know what I'm saying? So, to me, yeah. I think he probably needs to improve defensively. But he, he got the confidence. You know what I'm saying? And, and him and Paulo played we real well off each other. It looked like Paulo thrust him. I watched him a lot last year, bro. And that's what I'm saying. Like, a lot of those games, like, and they even won a, a, a big... They had, had a lot of... They had a lot of close games. You no, know, for real. The, in the fourth. The, the second half of the season after the All-Star break is when they start turning up. Because remember, they was almost close to making a play-in. Yeah. Because um, in the beginning of the year, they just lost a lot of close games, bro. But... They have figured it out a little bit to so where I'm like, okay, I, the thing is, oh, my Markel, sleeper. I Markel was talking about that. My sleeper, man. Like, statistically, his stats didn't jump out at you last year. He did have a good year because he was able to remain healthy. I feel like he got the reps, but man, next year, bro, like, again, I'm telling you, I was watching the Markel with everything he's been through. He's still hella athletic, He still got a high IQ. Again, his stats didn't jump out at you. He had moments. He had games last year. Where it was like, okay. Or he might have even seen highlights. But uh, athletically, bro, and defensively, that dude, he compete, man. He going he gonna to have a good year next year. He's a rare sort of guard body
0: because he's got, like, shoulders, you know what I mean, and, like, takes contact. Has a – not just the quick twitch – you know, super ridiculous, but has like springs too, like
1: lift off, and gonna sound like said, crazy. that's all there. Still a floater. He kind of remind me, bro. Uh, no disrespect. Like I know people probably be like, "What the hell?" But a little bit of D wade bro. I see a lot of D wade in his game. Like we share,
0: we're, we share, you know, thoughts because I was going to say. And if anything, like I never lose sight of what his draft prospect status was and it was like no you couldn't tell anybody anything it was consensus no markel folks is the best player in this draft and it's because you're looking at like a wade level scoring guard when he started where it's like he might really he might be more of a two might be more of a one don't really know but what he can do when he starts getting locked in is look at it like step backs falling to the rim like separate first step And I, will never. We need to know the truth, man. We need to know what happened in Philly because that never made sense to me, man.
1: Yeah, man, me neither. And like I said, I don't, I don't know if he will ever be that again. I, I do really do believe though, like he's going to take a major leap next year, just because again he got he's the coming reps. back for. He was, yeah, bro. And like when I'm talking about what I saw athletically, it wasn't always offensively, man. Like again, he compete. Like I'm watching him get chase downs, like. Bro, I'm gonna have you gonna have a good near, good year next year if you can stay healthy. Atlanta. I like ice Trey, man. Always have. And I'm a real big DeJounte Murray fan. I had like I, I, I really messed with Bro before, but I watched his interview on all the smoke. And I was like, damn, like I really, I really fuck with DeJounte Murray. So I hope they do something good. They, they need to switch it up though, bro. I don't know, man. Like that. Like uh, they got John Collins out of there. I think it's funny, you know, might not have been the fit no more for Atlanta, but I think he really gonna help Utah over there. I don't Utah kind of got I, kinda has bodies. Yeah, man. Like I, I like they they Utah bigger. is a Dane with Kessler, for me. Kessler, Collins, and Marking that's a cool little three big rotation right there. He got they have the most, if not second, behind
0: the OKC first round picks in the NBA. I, yeah, I, think they're yeah. a Dame, I think they're a Dame
1: candidate. Danny Ainge over there, bro. You know how that go. Yeah, man. I, I don't know how I feel about and that. Yeah, no, at least well, Collins is, you know, somebody, a piece that, it, it
0: got a little tired over there, I guess. But it's just, I don't know. And like you said, I'm, I was a fan of DeJounte as well. Had him in fantasy the season he was going off in San Antonio, so was like ahead of the Wave of like,
1: oh, I can appreciate what this guy is doing out here because he's getting my fantasy team going crazy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, but both yeah. sides of the ball, man. He compete. Another, just a hooper. Like, yeah. I saw uh, Will Barton not too long ago. He said something about, I know we've been talking about this for a minute, but, <laughs> uh, you know, right. like, going to Blacktop no more. And I'm like, man, DeJounte Murray just remind me of that. Like, dude, just compete. Like, one night is going, you know, it might jump out on the stat sheet. The other nights you night, she, you know, he did it another way. So mess with bro. Yeah. No, like you
0: said, we, we kind of touched the bases. New York has all the boys back. We're gonna see what they do next year. Yeah. It's crazy, bro. Have you ever thought about the Lakers, what they did and with draft picks of just going like dudes in the league right now? Like. They, uh, of of guys that yeah, just man, imagine man. if they had all of the players that they've drafted in the last seven years, I, I, which wouldn't I, happen I, even
1: contractually. But if if we <laughs> did win that ring, bro, I would be extremely salty because I think about it often. And we won a ring, so you know, I always think, you know, and it, 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 at the end of the day, it still would be a what if. Even if we did have them, who knows if we would have done anything by now? But when you look and see what people have done, even D'Lo, like you know, he's back now, but he took that team to the playoffs. He, he got an all-star uh appearance. What uh, Julius had, then had an all-star appearance. Uh Clarkson, sixth man of the year. Uh, you know what I'm saying? So they cool's, yeah. BI. BI, most improved player. So, I mean, they we all over the place, bro. <laughs> we we know that our scout team is terrific. For folks to come out there and, and with some right one of them. That's the energy
0: we need, though. That's the energy we need. Box. man. We gonna we gonna slide back, man, because uh, I I wanted to we we
1: share we share this trait We're both dads, man. Yeah, hella dads. <laughs> How that been for you, bro? Stepping into this that light to fatherhood. I'm down for the ride, bro i'm
0: I'm glad you know it's something that once you signed up, you can't take your name off of it and it's like you can't even really get ahead of it, but you have to know that you know require it's gonna require you know what you got and i can I can respect that because then that's that that's another form of accountability, but in the tangible just you know what it's been like since it's just like dude. It's also
1: like irreplaceable, bro. I don't know. It's dope, man. It's dope. It's different. It's absolutely different. It's, uh, it's challenging. It's obstacles. It's rewarding. Yeah. It, it's an honor. At the end of the day, bro. Like you know, what I'm saying. Uh, it's nothing like seeing your seeds, bro. It's it's the they, my kids are the best thing that's happened to me and that I know that's very cliche, but it, it opens your eyes to everything, in my opinion. Dude. And it pushes you in a way that nothing else in life can. Yeah. So for me, man, like fatherhood has been probably like one of the best things that's happened to me. You know, again, it's obstacles and it's challenging, but it's it's very rewarding at the same time.
0: I try to convey that too, bro. Um, and like you said, it's something where it's like ten minutes into it, mm-hmm. you're like, I could never give
1: this back. Yeah. Like, never would, like never, yeah. you know, like it, I'm I'm here. Yeah, I man, I already know, man. It's unexplainable. <laughs> how your little ones man you're you're, you a whole dad out here that's that's wild to me i was just laughing on the phone with Omar, because i told him like you know my son five bro and i got a two-year-old but like i still and i'm still you know like it ain't like i'm knee deep into fatherhood man i got two i got toddlers you know what i'm saying like i'm still it's one day at a time but i was laughing like because i still be having these moments where i be like i'm really a dad like what the in what world bro like but that's what's happening long
0: (laughs) <laughs> With of these was right next to you. That's what's happening. Like, this this it's us, always, bro. Like, this great Yep.
1: But
0: no, nah, man. Uh, I I had a boy. I have a boy as well. First, I was gonna say first, but um, you know. So I I can relate to you on that at least. You know, mm-hmm. having having your dude. You know, it's a funny moment that I'll always remember because it was it it meant. It meant that just for me and for me alone. Right. I was working at Costco um, while Tati was pregnant, and I just started there. It was the pandemic. I was outside. I'm grabbing baskets. Sun going down. We about to close, and for whatever reason, in that moment, I just thought, that's why it. I still mess with wrestling because I'm. I was. I was destined. I was like, that's why God had me still be a wrestling fan because I'm about to have a son out here who let me put him on and two, three. You know, give it a couple years. We funny. gonna be locked in like. <laughs> that's funny. And man. I got dumb happy like to myself. <laughs> like, in that back, I was like. Oh, uh, bro, I'm lit. I'm like, oh, it's crazy. <laughs> not, a, not the game, not shooting, not any of that. I was like, oh, this fool's going to watch wrestling with me?
1: Like... It's been I'm a minute. Oh, Hey, I've never been to a match, like, ever. So that's, like, one of my things that I want to do with Twan. Like, once he gets up eight and can appreciate it, I'm going to take him. Like, it'll be both our first time, man. Uh, it's
0: is a good time. It's a good time. I can only imagine, like this, this little dude already getting a little. He know what it is. He, he likes a couple people's music, and really? he wanted to. How old is
1: down bro?
0: He turned two, uh, July first. So okay. he's uh he he's right, He's the twos are here. He opened in the refrigerator
1: and getting what he I, want. I got he, a two, so I I get <laughs> it. I am a uh, uh, militant midget is what I have bro so I, I get it and it's they do my, not play me, bro they don't play yo he, come here you oh, run yeah. the house I'm here <laughs> he runs this house for sure <laughs> where, <laughs> where are you exactly and just know bro with the milestones man just be ready because et a fresh too shoot you said July 1st yeah so he a month. What about a, uh, almost two months in? Wait until he about six months and two. <laughs> Bro, so my niece is eight months ahead of him, and they live on the east
0: coast. So I just got to see her for the first time. It was great. They got to see each other last week, two weekends ago, whatever. And uh, yo, she'll be three later this year, and I'm like, I got scared seeing her. I was like, oh hell no! Like this brother, like is that quick. Like, cause she, 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 bro, for one, she was up to my hip almost. I swear to God, <laughs> it's I was like, she is long, dog. This is crazy.
1: It's the personality too, man. Like my daughter be tripping me out, bro. <laughs> she be tripping me out, man. Like two. And they still pretty much like you know they' toddlers, but bro, they two freaking years old. Like still low key babies. That shit gonna start tripping you out when they the dialogue come in, man. Like nah,
0: I'm trying. I'm in the moment with it, bro. One day at a time is definitely the way to, you know, take it. Like you said, yeah. Like yeah. it's really, yeah. It's a blessing. Bless for real, for real. Nah, man. Uh, I'm. I'm Thankful for it for sure. Uh, what's uh this is a question. If uh if you if your little man wanted to play football, you down?
1: Yeah, man. I mean, I'm not against it. I I I, I want Tuan to do whatever it is that's gonna fulfill happiness within him as long as it's positive, bro. So right of course here play. i'm not even i'm not even throwing a basketball in his hand it's funny my daughter take more interest to uh to basketball like not just the basketball just like sports in general like playing I know what around saying. With, i'm saying than him uh right now but who knows you know what i'm saying only five we'll see going forward he tall though bro like man he taller than any five-year-old that i know uh or that i've seen <laughs> so we we'll, we will see my homies from the south, we call him the Giannis because he's so tall, bro. Like it's funny as hell. Bro. Nah, yeah, he's, he's, a big, he's a big guy, bro. <laughs> yeah, he a play, but he ain't, he ain't he ain't really tripping off that. He like to swim, man.
0: Nah, he's dope, man. I no, mean, nah, we, we, we 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 like family, bro. And so yeah. I, I'm seeing him grow up, you know, over the Insta story, and it's like, nah, he take he has a liking to a, for a lot. Yeah. So whenever he's whenever he feels like whatever he feels like, all right, let me what's this let me let me see this ball.
1: Yeah, all right. I'm I, I might go. I might. I'm just gonna go crazy with it now. <laughs> I'm there, bro. Then I'm locked in. Like if, if 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 any if if either one of them show interest in basketball, that's gonna be every excuse for me to be in the gym, man. So because I don't get I don't really get that anymore. Like you know, like I hope when I can. But yeah, man, it's a task. I mean, Dad, life. Let's, let's talk about it, bro. It's one day at a time. It's all I have to say, man. Like, Structure routine, figuring it out. And, but you got to be flexible
0: and, and on the fly. And, exactly that part. Look up, man, what did I eat today?
1: <laughs> or, like, man, like, all I have is breakfast. <laughs> like, it, It'd be like that.
0: But it's dope because it, you, you feel a different, like, Reserve like it's like now nah, I'm up or all right bet run it you know but, right all right yep yeah. <laughs> it ain't no, it ain't no second guessing what's their yeah. thing about your son sleeping through the night bro oh yeah he big sleep he big sleep. okay that's what's up you good he'll man. fight it he'll fight it for sure he'll fight it yeah. still because he just want to he he life for the party man like he's yeah. a social butterfly like people leave you know what I mean you know. Let's kick it still, please. Can we kick it? All right. Yeah. I bet. Let's get it. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. He'll not, he'll not up at the crack of dawn, sleeping every sleep in when you got to go somewhere is, is what I learned with him. Let you yeah. have some plans in the morning. You're going to have to <laughs> turn him upside down to wake up.
1: Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Kids, bro.
0: it's rewarding man it's rewarding to see it makes you care about a lot it opens your perspective to a lot it's like man i agree you know riding always ride, riding with them in the car is one of the dopest
1: feelings is it not yeah man just being able to look back and see a little you yeah with that you know obviously they they their own person but it's just, like i said it's an unexplainable feeling yeah no, nah, man, it's it's something that you, you can't uh
0: you just definitely relate to if now from, from one to another, kind of regardless of the it's like, oh I see. I, me and Bass was playing outside today, and uh the UPS man was out. Bass loved trucks. This guy, this dude loves <laughs> cars, bro. Loves it. I'm like, I'm like Bass, he has the mail truck. <laughs> mail truck. Okay. Oh. Dude, hop out, we walk down Bash looking like it's, um, you know, like the paparazzi. Like, yeah. oh, yo, it's the mailman. Right. Like, <laughs> this bro, got a package, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, delivery. That, and, uh, that dude, dude, that, I leaves. like everything, bro.
0: He leaves, uh, Bash, and I'm like, all right, man, if you tell him, tell him bye. And then, uh, dude's like, yeah, man, I got it. He's like, how old is Like, two something? He's like, I got a two year old. I'm like, oh, yes, sir. Yeah. <laughs> Salute!
1: Yeah, man. Be that's easy, what, bro. Man, for real. <laughs> for real. That's what's up, though.
0: Nah, it's good to check in, though, man. It's good to check in. That's one. That's one of the things I love. I love you know
1: doing on the pod, man. my yeah, you know bro.
0: Nah, man. facts,
1: man. It's been a minute, like I said. It's been a minute, bro. Like some years since I seen you in person, at least. Yeah,
0: definitely, bro. It's crazy just because looking back for me, like after high school, I kind of haven't been back to Cali for any sustained period of time. So, yeah, I'm just kind of I look back and I'm like, damn, it really played
1: out like that. Like your boy really dipped. Like I, it, it's just that I, I, ain't I there. did. I, I did it for a minute, but I found my way back. Eventually, right. I was gone for a while, bro, but found my way back. Definitely, man. Yeah, yeah. We both we we both was
0: went went down south a little bit. Yeah, you get a taste. It's nice.
1: It's, it's welcoming down there. Yeah. Hey man. I was down there for a little minute, bro. Shit. About six years. Yeah, no, I definitely came back. It's like,
0: oh, Tron got locks now. His hair yeah. long.
1: <laughs> yeah, man. Shit. I got I got love for the South, bro.
0: <laughs> Talk to me, bro, about the clothing brand and I want to bring this back to music because that's where it started and uh, I want to I, I want to hear I want to hear because in life the, the realest thing and now that I you know just the more the more you mature the more you experience and learn and grow is that everything is also a byproduct of your real life and no matter what your dream career whatever you're pursuing is whether it's I just had a kid, or I just got a new job, or uh, you know, on whatever whatever side of the spectrum uh, of something in, important, that's going to dictate what what your what that phase kind of revolves around. Right, and as creatives or artists, whatever your lane could be, even that, like as much as you want to do that stuff happens when the time is right it happens you right. know when when it's supposed to when it lines up but also as you know as, as time gets on you, you just like realize like oh now it's time like or for, for you never know so i kind of want to talk to you about what you've been on too creatively bro because the music is hard uh, i'm rocking with illegal llama and just naturally supporting bro you already know yeah appreciate um, it, but i appreciate but there was you know i i I kind of wanted to want to hear what's up with that because that's a thing we've been doing on the pod recently too, man. Talking a lot about branding and entrepreneur activities, and we're all working, but
1: fill me mm-hmm. in, bro. So, as far as the clothes, bro, like you know, the the illegal llama has is, is been around at least for me for a while now. I just. It got to a point where i was kind of tired of procrastinating and just consuming you know what i mean to where it's like like you said man it's never necessarily perfect timing like the, the, the time just come to where it's like you know it's now and i had the means to do it and creatively i was in a space to be able to do it i think that was like the main thing with music too like i love making music but i never necessarily saw that as a career just more so like as a hobby a way to express myself you know what i'm saying um but with clothes man like I, I love clothes i always have so yeah. it's only right that i have my own brand um and it's just it's just really just the beginning with this man like the, the, the shirts and stuff is cool uh all the logos and everything but this is just really to establish my the brand itself like kind of my name and we about to really get into some pieces man going forward like I want you to be able to look at my stuff and and without a logo, know it's mine. You know what I mean? So, like I said, we just getting started. Uh, Got some more shirts coming. Um, Just I am happy with where the brand is right now, though, man, like from taking off damn near six, seven years. I think last time I dropped anything, bro, I was still in college. So Mm -hmm. that was like 2008 if anything, maybe 2012, I started college in 2011, so I probably dropped in like 2012, it's 2023, bro, I, I didn't drop again until 2022, so yeah. I took some time off, you know, like not necessarily focused on that, life was happening, you know what I'm saying, trying to navigate that within dropping out of school and living in the South and ended up in the, like, it was just a lot of stuff going on in my life and I was growing in that process, so like I said, man, I'm 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 in the space now to be able to do it creatively and um kind of know what I want from it all and understanding the business aspect of it all. And like I said, just being able to put out exactly what I want. You know what I mean? That's so, the uh, that, that's the
0: that's the note you gotta hit when it's like when you're doing something because then you can live with how it goes. But it's yeah. like I need this to be to my liking. Like exactly. I have an idea, but what's the but yeah, whatever this final version is. I got to say, all right. Like. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. And I'm not scared to fail, bro. Like, you know, like, again, I'm in a space to where I feel like creatively I can do it. Like, I understand what I want ultimately. Like, again, right now, establishing the brand, getting out those logos, understanding what a legal llama even is. But eventually, like, we're going we gonna to slide into pieces, man, going in the ball. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do two shirts coming out, too, that I, I'm excited about, but, you know, just one day at a time, even with the, even with the brand, you know what I'm saying? Like, Hey, that's, that's not a bad, a bad, you know,
0: line to keep reminding. But, um, that was my, that was the next question. Like say, like, like, you know, sort of define legal llama again, because for one, I'm going to hop on the homies pod where, he talks about the show's concept is what's where what were the last five things you bought online and that's the show um mm. and it's just a way to you know have a conversation with somebody about a wide range of stuff and <laughs> what does it say about you yeah. but this was I put the T on the that list because I just I just like opened it. it it chilled in the mailbox got it I was like all right bet didn't wear it, didn't take it out for a minute. I was happy to have it, bro, because it had been a minute. So I was like, oh yeah, man. Right, let's go. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm seeing it. I'm like, there it is. And I knew it was here. So I got to like the deliver. I was like, all right, bet. <laughs> I was like, I, I ain't, I'd be I'd
1: be chilling, bro. i would be chilling for the yeah. most part. Yeah. I, I don't it's be getting, don't be getting bad too bad crazy. Damn, I didn't even see it. I was like, oh shit. I don't
0: get it. <laughs> Bro, because I, I was like, all right, I'm wearing that when I, or I'm going somewhere, but I'm taking a picture, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I was like, no, nah, I'm going to wear it with Mylon, because Mylon, he a drippy guy himself. So that's why I came. Uh, I was like, no, nah, I'm going to just throw the <laughs> I'm throwing <laughs> the llama over this one because yeah. I got to match the energy.
1: And, oh, appreciate uh, Appreciate di- that. Dig that <laughs> one, bro. Dig that. I appreciate it. I'm glad but you What's liked- the
0: brand mean, dog? Because that ah, I lost it. My boy, Justin, who's part of this, he said, when I saw him today, like, before we do it, like, I just want to say, because we were supposed to get it tomorrow, he was like, I just want to say, I love Illegal Llama, whatever it is. Save it for the pod, <laughs> Save it for when we record. Whatever Illegal Llama
1: is, I'd love to know. I appreciate that. <laughs> All right. Me. It started, bro, honestly, when I was in middle school, man, because, again, i always been in the clothes. And, like, eat. then, you know what I'm saying? It was more so just a thought, like, an idea just kind of, like, trying to understand what it even is, like, trying to get a name for something for the future, you know what I mean? At the time, I was thinking so much more so, like, character-based, and, um, you know, I I was kind of into animals, bro, like, it's funny, still to this day, like, bro, I'm watching animal documentaries and shit, like, that that, on my downtime, if I'm not reading and stuff, like, that's something I'm throwing for, like, background noise, you know what I'm saying? So, um, I was doing research uh, randomly, bro, on llamas, and I read, like, the Native Americans back in the day and just like in human history bro like I guess like back then llamas were like man best friend like kind of like how dogs are now in modern society um, and then bro they would like raise them up until like you know they 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 passed and when they passed they would use their fur as clothing you know what I'm saying so like back you know at the time I'm thinking like damn that's hard like they you know this, this is me this is middle school yeah and, they they um, living on through through the garments, you know what I'm saying. So then I I tried to you know incorporate something else within it. Like I'm like okay, I put the illegal in front of it in regards to like kind of like the black man in America. You know what I'm saying. So just was able to combine the two, and it it, it was just something that kind of just stuck throughout my childhood, bro. Like I was like you know what I'm gonna go with that. Um, you know the more I study too, like with my pops understanding who I was and. Who we are here, you know. Um, I was able to use the llama as symbolism for us, you know what I'm saying? Cause it, I just tied it in together because it was like, okay, they they was able to turn that into fashion back in the day, but I can use this as symbolism as what it what it really is, I believe, within myself, you know what I mean? And kind of make it character based, man, and expand on that. Eventually it won't just be llamas, you know what I'm saying? That'll be the brand, but that's just the nucleus, you know what I mean? So that's all that was, man. Like some shit from from just it's it's my childlike, it's really my childlike purity, bro. Like I I it's something from middle school that I just kind of stuck with. Like it, it still, it still meant something to me. And I feel like it still kind of holds me to this day. So it's like, why not fuck it? Like, man, keep it the same. Staying true to self. Uh, exactly. You know, and keep like living
0: living it out. Yeah. I, I, I feel you on the same because uh It's like, oh man, I always, I, I did always say it was gonna be that. That's the one I like when it's a decision to make. It's like, nah, I bet. Like that was the original, like exactly. And uh, nah, bro, it's because there's a lot of there's a lot of detail into that goes into designing uh, whether it's a shirt, any any piece of clothing, and then the clothing like business side of it the the production of it you know yeah
1: process of it yeah i kept i kept the the, the uh i kept the llama one l2 just to keep it kind of original man like again at the time i was young man and it was some shit i want to stick with <laughs> you know what i'm saying like that's what now, it was. that makes it dope it looks way better honestly <laughs> <laughs> and then you already gonna it's know so- when it's llama lama oh, I- I used to be in seventh grade, bro. I had an art class and I can't draw for shit. You know what I'm saying? But I've always sketched. So like when I would like do little shirts or like back then, bro, I would like draw. It wasn't it wasn't quite <clears throat> mannequins, but it'd be like pictures, like little sketches of myself. And I would draw like clothing and shit that I would want on me. You know what I'm saying? And visually, the llama with one L always looked better to me. So I was like, Fuck it, man, we going, to you know, like, that's what yeah, that man, was. So, yeah. <laughs> No, nah, that's hard, bro. That's
0: hard. Uh, I any uh any, any other words of wisdom on on the the clothing business industry, whatever you know, you want to say the 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 grind on, on on pursuing something like that.
1: I don't have no advice, bro. I'm still learning myself. I just think it's believing in yourself. I think more than anything, bro, and not giving up, like. I am I'm, I'm we going back to the nucleus, bro. One day at a time I'm learning just like everybody else, huh? I'm kind of just kind of dipping my foot in the water right now, but I do know this is what I want to do. You know what I mean? So yeah. Again, I'm not scared to fail, bro. I know you know it's going to be obstacles within anything that you're trying to pursue at the end of the day, so right. But I uh, I'm it's it's something that I would I would be spending my money on it if I wasn't doing it myself, regardless. You know what I mean? So, why not? <laughs> that's a, that's another good way to think about it. But now, yeah, it's like I'm I'm
0: doing. I'm definitely not half stepping, but I'm humble to know that. More than anything, that's just humility, you know. Speaking, because you know, um, there's room. You know the you know you, you know what you do know, and you know what you don't know, and it's like there's plenty I don't know. Mm-hmm. Plenty that I don't know yet and right. still acquiring and attend, you know but that's that's the, the, the message in and of itself too though if you want it you know what I mean Do, yeah. you know, due diligence
1: due diligence see it through <laughs> for real like map that shit out and, and figure it out it's within reach it's just yeah you know, one day at a time
0: no man I appreciate you coming through bro uh, I appreciate man. chopping it up with you. Appreciate you catching having the me. vibe, man. Like you said, it's been a long minute, man. Facts. And, 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 and as dads and hoop heads, we always kind of know where we at at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> you know, what we got going on and and, and synchronized on.
1: So, right. you know, it ain't I not true, bro. bro. Good to catch up on this late night. Got me up. <laughs> for real, for real.
0: Nah, uh, we, we to gonna keep. we gonna keep you we gonna keep you in the loop, bro. We are gonna keep you in the loop on tap, on call when we need some some hoop yeah. discussions to be had. When, when
1: this is just here. the got to get oh we got to get oh on a three way or something, man. Like I'm here easily, oh, for the, especially when yeah. the season tap in.
0: Oh, may or may not be busy right now. I'll just say that. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> no. <it's a> good... <laughs> You already know, man. Shout out. But no, for sure, man. When the, we're gonna have some round tables at, at, at pivotal moments this season because the pressure's on. Man. The pressure's I on. Appreciate you having me, bro. Till then, dog. tap in with my guy, illegal llama. Tap in with the show. As yes, always, sir. we appreciate you for listening. And uh, till next time, friends. Man, yes, sir.